we lift our hands to Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for this opportunity. We declare the Lord, let our words be as the dew upon the grass. Let our doctrine be distilled upon the fresh cut grass. The Lord, all men shall be watered and speared towards the agenda of heaven. Even in Jesus' mighty name, we call it done. Amen. May be seated. Hallelujah. I'm glad to be here again. I know that tonight is a night of transformation. Turn to your neighbor and say, Tonight you'll be transformed. Say, Tonight you'll be transformed. Hallelujah. I want to thank God for the bishop and mommy. Hallelujah. Can we clap for them? But much more, I want us to also thank God for Pastor Isaiah and Lady Reverend Rita. Such a wonderful, our resident pastor. Can we slap our hands together? Let's thank God for all the pastors present, uh, all leaders, and thank God for yourself too. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, last week I said there were so many things I was going to tell you. Uh-huh. So many things I was going to tell you. I said next week, next week. Who can give me two things that. They're expecting me to say today from what I said last week. Christian investment. Number one. Uh huh. Who else? Business practices. Hallelujah. Okay. Who wants to add another one? Yeah. You know, when you go to a church, the prophet is ministering, you ask you, why be you? Who wants prophetic words? So, I'm asking you, why be you? Hallelujah. Okay, so business investment and what? Christian business practices. Alright. Amen. That will help me. prophetic service. Yeah. I'm teaching I'll give you sign. Then you give me some calls. Okay. Okay, so understanding what wealth is. Very important. Understanding what wealth is. Last week I said to you that um, on the chain of revenue, money is the last. Money is the last. If you don't understand this, you will be chasing the last thing on money, which on, on the chain of revenue, which is money. And when you find it, because it is not built on previous foundations, you can easily lose it. Many people chase money and hence lose it with time. You're looking for a job that pays you $5,000. After a while, when depreciation hits or inflation hits the economy, you see that $5,000 is not enough. A lot of us here, when we think of wealth, we think of money first. But money is not the first indication of wealth. That's why people who have it, as time goes on, they lose it. How many of you know some of the rich people in your area when you were growing up? Remember them? They had money. Where are their money today? They can't find it. Are you together? How have you noticed that in Ghana, many businesses, there was in our day, there was something called Benjilo. Today, you can't find Benjilo. There was UTC. A life. There were dangerous places. Before the Accra Mosque came, there were places. Yeah, when you go, you know that you have gone somewhere. Are you here? 
But today you can't find all those places because people do not have an understanding of how money and wealth works. Because if you do have the proper understanding, you will build what we call transgenerational wealth. There's a kind of wealth you can build. Your children, your children's children, and children's children's children will enjoy it. But there's a revelation behind it. Now, like the scripture we're quoting um, for prayer, that he will enlarge our hearts. Now, the word lekab is a little different from the word leb. You see, leb is what we call the cardia, the organ of the heart. But lekab in the Hebrew, first of all, speaks of mind and understanding. So, remember when Jesus was speaking to the Hebrews and he was talking to them about the Pharisees. He says that, why say it in your heart? So, the heart was talking. Number two, he also says, why thinketh in thy heart? So, the heart can think. Yet, the heart is to feel. But he said, the heart is thinking. That means that any thought that has emotions attached to it is coming from the heart. That's what the Bible describes as heart. So he's saying that because money is in line with what you like, your desires, it is described in such a way that the Hebrew says that when Solomon was getting money, God had to first enlarge his heart. It means that the money dimension of our Christian life is a function of the largeness of our understanding. If your understanding is not enlarged, there is a kind of wealth you can never walk in. Praise the Lord. Or are you here? Or you have gone home? Yes. The word largeness of heart is largeness of understanding. largeness plenty understanding plenty intelligence so it's not just for accommodation it's not just for emotion it's not today's present communication listen to this in those days when they say that you are fair it means you are beautiful yeah now the word naughty Today is sexual, but in those days the word naughty speaks of wickedness. So when they say you are a naughty person, it means you are a wicked person. So words have undergone changes. And so if you use the word largeness of heart in present day English, you might be thrown off. He's talking of the largeness of your mind. There's a certain intelligence God gives you to handle money. And the moment you are going to get money, you will see your intelligence and your mind is increasing. If this is not increasing, what you are holding will run away from you. There is no one who is making money well. That's not smart. If you want to use the modern explanation for it, it's the word God increased his smartness. Or sagacity. Hallelujah. So what we are doing is to increase our sagacity. It's to increase our smartness. It's to increase our functional operational intelligence. Some of our intelligence is classroom. It's not home sense. It is classroom sense. So you are very intelligent by your broke. That's why you can get all the A and the one who didn't get the A and was failing the courses is employing you. Intelligence. Streetwise. That's what we call. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. So understanding is an integral part of wealth. If you want God to increase your wealth, when you pray this prayer, enlarge my heart, it means enlarge my understanding. I'll show you how that understanding works. Understanding is simply this. God giving you supernatural intelligence to make you know why things work the way they work. That means that instead of me reading a Greek, instead of me reading, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Aeroscience. Instead of me reading French. Instead of me reading languages. I have to just understand how everything works. So by reason of that understanding, if I am a businessman, and I want to invest in a business. I don't need to be an expert in the business. I know how the business works. I have understanding to agree. Agree means that if I'll buy rice, if I'll buy banana, I have to buy it at the time it's in season. Because more supply, less demand. So if I want to invest in agriculture, I need to understand seasons. I need to understand soils. I can't plant apple in Ghana. Neither can I try doing a young business in Ghana, in Accra. So, agricultural sense will make me know that there is a way I can put my money in the thing and I will not waste my money. But a lot of us here say, agric, oh, there's business agric. So, anything agric you will do. But rice does not grow everywhere. So, you need that largeness of heart, understanding. And sometimes time is too small and short for you to learn every course. So you need to, it's it's simply called conceptual learning. That's what it means. How do I know that? Let's go to 1 Kings chapter 4. I even get there, but let me just show you something very interesting. 1 Kings chapter 4. 1 Kings chapter 4. This is after Solomon has received understanding. Look at this. Aha, you are there already. Good. Wonderful. Next. The next verse. 30. Look at what verse 30 said. Next verse. 31. Next. I want to show you something very interesting. Now, because of this understanding, Solomon did what? Speak 3,000 proverbs. What? 1,005 songs. Next. He speak of the trees. He became a botanist. He became a biologist. He understood the lion, the birds. He could describe snakes. He could classify fishes. From one understanding he has got. Next. And there came all from the ends of the tree. Hear his wisdom. So in other words, his wisdom was not at the dimension of his sitting down and speaking wise words. Beyond the proverbs, he was able to write songs. Beyond the songs, he was able to classify trees from the high sub to, to, to the cedars of Lebanon. And when you see how he listed it, he's trying to tell you that he gave names to it. He became the first lioness. He gave nomenclature to trees, to insects, to plants, just from understanding. So it means that he has governmental sense, he has economic sense, he has scientific sense, and he's moving. Yet he has not studied any of this. It's basically this, conceptual learning conceptual learning. Dr. Mike Murdoch is a man of wisdom and he has written over 1,000 songs. When wisdom comes to oppression, it makes you a master in a lot of fields. And everybody thinks you've learned everything. 
Because actually, it is the operation of the gift of largeness of heart. You can look at a thing, one, two, three steps. You understand the concept. You can fly a plane. You can fly a helicopter. You understand what to do. Concept. You know how investments work. I never did finance. Neither have I ever done law before. But when I was at Gimpa Law, my, the, the teachers were telling the people to come and talk to me about law. The teachers were telling the people to come and talk to me about economics. Why? Concepts. Concepts. And the problem with a lot of us in our educational system is that we don't learn the concept, we learn the theory. So we learn all the stories and we don't know how it works. So after school, you can't apply. It is the concept that is apl ap applicable. The theories are, are examples. So if you don't understand the concept of chemistry, the concept of botany, the concept... So I'm bringing your mind to something very... Because it's necessary for what I'm coming to say. Concepts, concepts, concepts. Concepts. Where do you sell building materials? Concepts. There's a place where when you sell building materials, you get customers. Concepts. But if you don't understand this concept, you open the same shop everybody has opened. Same cement shop. Nobody's buying. Concepts. Concepts. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. 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 Are we together? Yes, For instance, I'll give you a simple concept. If I open a cement shop at Trasaco, I should be ready with this understanding. I am there for emergency services. It means that everybody in Trasaco is building by reason of a contractor. So they have their supplies of cement already. The only reason they will patronize me is when the supplies are short and they, are, they have no time to go to town, then they will come to my shop. So on the basis of this conceptual knowledge, I know why my shop is there. So if you don't understand concepts, you will fail in a field of endeavor. As a man of God, one of the foundational concepts is anointing character. You must be highly anointed so that no audience intimidates you. And you must be impeccable in your character so that no gossip will make people close their ears. Concepts. So when you become a man of God, there are some jokes you don't joke. There are some places you don't play. Much more, if you know there's a calling on your life, you plan your life towards that journey. When I was working at the ministries, I never added zero to my memos because I knew one day when I become great, the people who want to bring me down will go and investigate me. And if I have a past, I'm in trouble. Concepts. Largeness of heart. It gives you conceptual thinking. Meaning sainty, as of many your baby and dear And that should be so full of Hey, this guy was he broke my heart. He did this with me. He did this with me. Uh-uh. Concepts. I know where I'm going. Hallelujah. Because I'm so be emotional. Amen. Say, hey, and the ministry, ministry, yes. Hallelujah. In Psalm 35, verse 27, the Bible says that I'll give you a typical concept too. I was what I was asking God a question. I said, Why is it that when you go to America? Ghanaians have Ghanaian members. Nigerians have Nigerian members. You hardly see whites in black churches. And the Lord said to me, he says, they are preaching culture, not Jesus. And I said, Lord, what do you mean? He says, if you preach Jesus, every culture understands that language. 
So if you're a Jesus preacher, every nation will be comfortable in your church. Nigerians, Hispanic, French, they will be, because you are speaking Christ, not Ghana. Concept. You are speaking Christ, not Ghana. If you go and do Ghana, 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 you say your church will only be Ghana people. Because your jokes are Ghanaian, your English is Ghanaian. <laughs> Everything is Ghana. How will they be comfortable? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are we here? Say, by the grace of God and by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, largeness of heart is increasing my conceptual anointing. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The beauty of sewing is not the ability to join thread. It is precision in your, your seams. So you can do a nice design. Line in and say, I say. So it's not you can sew. It is how straight are your lines. I'm telling you. That's why some of the fabrics they are very simple. Nothing was added to it. But because the seaming was straight. Without design, but it looks nice. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm te- make the Lord give you learn faster. You, you don't need to be a physicist. You ah, light emission. So what I'm seeing is rays. Oh, so if something's in front of it to block it, simple. But I don't understand. You can build anything. You hear contractors talking. We have to position the building in such a way so that we use less energy. Oh, so that's why there's something called energy efficient building. It means that building must be positioned in such a way that you use less electricity. You see, this building is both energy efficient. So we don't need AC. Wind is entering and it's exiting. Concept. So the day you have to build your own church, you don't need architect. Concept. The Holy Ghost tells you, put it like this. Light will enter like that. This one will help. You will, ah, you are gone. And people say, you, you know, it though is concept. Largeness of wisdom is at work. I told you last week, if you want to measure a man's wisdom, let's see what he's doing. See how he lives. Your wisdom is expressed in your actions. Your wisdom is expressed in what? Your actions. Your wisdom is expressed in your actions. Your actions are a picture of the wisdom you call or profess to have. Your actions are a picture of the wisdom you profess to have. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, so quickly, I want to touch on something very powerful. Psalm 35 verse 27. Can we read together one to go? Okay, so which have what? Pleasure in the prosperity of so God delights in the prosperity of his servants. You must know that God is happy you are prosperous. God is not happy you are poor. The moment you become poor, mammon becomes your God. The most wicked people on earth are poor people. Let me repeat myself. <laughs> you have no idea. You know why? Bible says the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Money reveals what is there. So if you are not yet rich, you are not really humble. Because we can't tell. There is something in your heart, money has to enter your hand to show what you carry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So some of the most wicked people are poor. 
It's just a matter of time. They are just buying time. If they have money, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Amen. So God really wants you to be rich so that you can carry out his assignment, you can carry out his knowledge upon the face of the earth. Now, I want to touch on seven levels of wealth. Seven levels of wealth. The first level of wealth is wisdom. Why is this zero? Proverbs 132. The prosperity Proverbs 132. Can we read together? One, two. The prosperity of what? Fools. So in other words, God cannot bless a fool. So as long as you are in foolery of you are walking in foolishness and being a fool. I am in time. Being a fool Ah, sometimes preaching that you can say some words. <laughs> so, being a fool, emphasis. God can bless you. <laughs> in chief, chief is Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy, you are Jimmy. He says, in other words, if you are going to work as a fool, you can't be blessed. That's why wisdom is necessary for this journey of wealth. The prosperity of a fool will destroy him. Because money is like a launch missile in the hands of a madman. He will use it to kill and shoot anything. I went online and did a certain analysis as I investigated this scripture. And 90%, sir, 90% of all lottery winners in the world are in poverty today. 90%. From people who have won 100 million pounds, they are, they are in debt actually. So, you see, this bet way thing is a spirit. This bet thing is a spirit. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Child of God, that bet, no. You are being a fool. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. So what I'm trying to tell you is, is that the reason is that, you see sir, as we go on you understand that money answers to your level of build up. So what you have not been builded up to, for instance, if I've builded my life to 50% knowledge and wisdom and largeness of heart, if I get 100,000 cities, the 50% build up is what to split it. Let me explain. So it means they give you 100%. But because you have built it to 50% capacity, that 100,000 you've got, 50,000 will go and you can't explain how it vanished. You will get sense when it gets to 50,000. No, ask yourself that question. So if you have not built that capacity, the money will come and the part of capacity you've not built it up to, it will vanish. And the part your capacity can handle is what remains. And you start thinking well. So your thinking doesn't start. <laughs> That's why it's a fool. It means when you are a fool, you are at zero. But some are part fools. So they are half wise, half foolish. 
Oh yes, it's a, it's a proverb. Penny wise, pound foolish. So it's there. So it gets to a certain amount. You are used to $2,000. So anything beyond that, you will use it for things you don't need. Until you do 2000 now, then it's as if a certain instinctive calculator enters your spirit. Ah, hey! Two by two, four. Four times four is six. Seven days a week divided by 14. Hey, that's where you start thinking. <coughs> Before you go to the 2000, you were not thinking, oh, you can buy that, you can buy that, you can. Hey, do, you're like, huh? That's why you see, wisdom is necessary. And it's the reason why God told me some one day, he said, Adam, it's not that I've not blessed you. Let's read Hebrews 11. 11. I'll show you something. This scripture applies to many things in our lives. Hebrews 11. 11. Look at this one. And through faith also, Sarah herself received what? Now the word received in past tense implies that God had given strength long ago. So it is faith that made her collect it. So your wealth has been released long ago. It is wisdom and largeness of heart that will make you receive it to show your generation. That's why anyone God will genuinely bless, there's certain characteristic indicators about their life. Very intelligent. Yet they've not read everything. They are just street smart. They understand what rumors mean. They know what a coup d'etat Rumor means they know where to put their money. Are we here? So Sarah receives strength. Anything in the kingdom of God has already been released. It is your engagement that determines your receipt. So whatever you are looking for, God has released it already. So God is not wicked not to bless you. It's you who is not doing the right thing to receive it. Apparently, since the day God said, I'll make you a father of many nations, that's the day Isaac was hanging in the air. So Isaac has been giving sense. But Sarah has not yet received it. It was chapter 18. She laughed in her heart. He said, a year by this time, you will be with child. That's when Sarah now received what has already been given from chapter 12. Hallelujah. So wisdom... Is the first level of revenue. Proverbs 4 7. Proverbs 4 7. Proverbs 4 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in with all thy getting, get understanding. So when you get wisdom, wisdom will bring you the blessing of understanding why you have it. Look at this. Wisdom is the principal thing. In the Hebrew, the word is sakal barashit. Sakal barashit means that the word barashit is from the same word barashit ha shamayim ha Elohim ha ires. That means that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So the word principal thing actually in the Hebrew means wisdom is the beginning thing. Nothing can begin without wisdom. Your business cannot start without wisdom. Your marriage cannot start without wisdom. Your relationship cannot start without wisdom. That's why if you are a child of God and you don't believe in godly counsel, you will fail in your marriage. You will fail sore. It's not a case. It's true. You will fail. Wisdom is the beginning thing. If you begin anything well, wisdom must be available. Because why? Even God, according to Proverbs chapter 8, the verse number 30 says, Thou possess me in the beginning of thy way. 
God had to possess wisdom in Proverbs 8.30. In the beginning, uh-huh, no, no, go to 22 star. It's 22 instead. He possessed, God possessed wisdom. And wisdom, in Proverbs 8, is talking about wisdom. Wisdom shouts upon the rooftop. He's, he's in the street. So God had to possess wisdom before he started creating. So if you don't have wisdom available, don't create. Absence of wisdom is the presence of abundant mistakes. Every mistake you have made is a product of absent wisdom. Wisdom was not available. That's why you made those mistakes. <laughs> I said, well, God showed me a certain wisdom some weeks ago and I was sharing to somebody. God just brought it like it's there. Proverbs 24, 10. The day you faint in adversity, when you faint in adversity, adversity, sorry, your strength is small. So do you know what the Lord told me as the wisdom? He said, Adam, this is wisdom. I said, Lord, what do you mean? He said, adversity is not the time to gather strength. It is the time to expose how much strength you gathered when things were fine. As soon as I heard that wisdom, I understood that if I'm, I wake up in the morning, no problem. I have what to eat. I have where to go. Things are nice. My friends are all around me. We are all laughing. He said, around that time, it is time to gather strength. Because when trouble comes, it's not the time to gather strength. It's the time to expose how much strength you have gathered in the day of peace. This is the kind of wisdom you need. What wisdom do you need? That there are some days in your business, people won't buy anything. What will be your posture? And by reason of that, if you get a contract that is $10,000, by reason of that, the day they don't buy anything, can, have you done prudential living? That will cost you 10000 to cover the days of up, nothing. Wisdom is the principal thing. So if you are not beginning with wisdom, you are beginning in trouble. So today, when you go home, ask yourself, do I have the necessary wisdom for this journey I'm on? Do I have the, gen- the necessary wisdom for this, this journey I'm on? Exercise 10.10 10 says that if the iron is blunt, much effort is applied. Wisdom is profitable to direct. So the strength and energy you are using for one small business that's not working is proof of the absence of wisdom. Some of the wisdom you should apply is this, that it might be too early to have a shop. Use your online audience. It might be too early to be doing certain, certain things we are doing. Sometimes we are copying wrongly. Wisdom. If we are using too much effort, then it is a product of absence of wisdom. So laborious work, which Solomon says is an error. Rising up early. And coming back eating the bread of sorrow, he says an error. That error is a product of the absence of wisdom. That's why I said that anytime there's no wisdom, you are in trouble. Anytime you are not, there's no wisdom, you are in trouble. So, child of God, it's powerful you have the money. But if you lack wisdom, that money will finish. Oh, that money will finish. Hallelujah. I was earning 321 Ghana City, 78 pesos. That was my first Salary per month, sir. This is 2009, sir. At that time, Glow was recruiting 1,000 Ghana a month. And I was earning a third of that. I find some of my friends who were earning 1,000 a month and they are in debt. And by the grace of God to his glory, I owe no man a dime. 
was dumb. It's profitable to that. I sat with a taxi driver and he said, I have four cars. And I built two houses. I studied petro- petroleum engineering in London. And I left London to come and do taxi in Ghana. He said, brother, there's money on the street. As soon as he spoke, I knew wisdom. Then God advised me and said, you see, it is self-worth issues that makes you think wearing a tie and a shirt is a work. You have identity crisis. That's the thing. We should suit. And with a suitcase, and you are going to work. You are happy. That's why you pose with your friends that it's not working happiness. It's work without wisdom. We want to the same people that will go to America with professor's degree and be pumping fuel. Masters, hold on. You are pumping fuel at a gas station. Wisdom is profitable to that. So, one of the wisdom of life is that you are not under anybody's microscope. Neither are you under anybody's timetable. You are on God's timetable. By the time you shut that concept up, no human being on earth will tell you you have delayed. Can I tell you something, sir? I came to realize. Satan uses people to provoke us when those issues are issues in the heart. Period. Your environment is a product of, I told you last week, of what is in your heart. So if people are always saying you are bad, you are this, there's something wrong inside you. That's why it's happening like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. It means it's still getting to you. That's why they are still doing it. I preached a message, sir, the past three weeks on the humanity of Jesus. Oh my God. All hell has broken loose. Oh, everywhere. Member has done this. This has bitten my leg. This is biting my throat. Oh, everywhere. Right after the message, sir, I was preaching. I got to my house after the message about the humanity of Jesus. Long suffering with joyfulness. Somebody sent me a text. At seven o'clock, it means I was holding the mic while the person sent the text. That is that how your church is? I said, when I was provoked, the Holy Ghost said, it is, it is a reaction to what you said. The Holy Ghost told me some days ago, he said, Adam, Satan is fighting what you release in the air. He said, don't give up. I will talk. <laughs> so it is wisdom to understand that. It is wisdom to understand that when a man is holding a mic and prophesying or preaching, there is attack behind the matter. You see, you need to understand the wisdom of the ministry. It's not praying to preach. It is praying so that when the enemy comes again to knock on your door, you have mounted higher walls. So he can't find space. He has to go and come again. Wisdom. So wisdom for your business. What, 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 is, the, what is the first wisdom is why are you doing that business? Is it because your friend was doing it and you felt there's an opening there so you are going there? <laughs> You are throwing money away. Oh, it's a waste. It's nice. And Africans like that. There was a season it was banking and finance. Nice oil and gas. And I don't know where they are going to. Cryptocurrency. Nice betway. And super bet. Ghanaians like to copy. And I told you last week that there is a spirit in Ghana. God showed me a long time ago. He said, Adam, the spirit of wealth in Ghana is called monopoly. And the reason it's called monopoly is that anybody in Ghana who has stood in substantive wealth was one of the first to start that business they are doing. Check it. Those who come second, third, copying, 
They either make money for a while, and because they've not built capacity, bank takes the money back. But those who started it proper. So if you get to Ghana, the rich people who were rich in the 80s and 70s, they are still rich. Because they understand monopoly. They are still the ones supplying sugar to this place. They are still the ones bringing oil to Ghana. They are still the ones doing media and entertainment. They are still the ones. They are the gurus of Ghana. So it's monopoly. So if you are God is giving you a vision that is new to the land, pray and ask for wisdom. You break through. And everybody will start copying your style. Rather than copying people, wisdom should tell you why am I starting this business? Amen? I have my daughters, one of them is doing white sobolo. Have you seen some before? White. I saw white sobolo. It's not red though, it's white. It looks like champagne. It's sobolo. White hibiscus. So something like this. Market hit. Wisdom is profitable. You don't copy. You go for you. God gave you the Holy Ghost to create, not to replicate. Create. It's lack of prayer that makes you look at somebody's YouTube account and it's time that you want to do something. What has God told you personally? And you see, when you hear God, you don't care whether they say it's never done. They are running church in a certain way. People tell me it's not done. Because you're holding people from 2.30 to 8.30, 9.30, 10 o'clock. Seven hours Sundays. And they'll go Monday morning. Someone said, say, if you do this, people will I said, that's why. I say, God said, I should do it. People still come. And they go to work Monday, they are not dead. If you follow the crowd, you will never be able to break into what God has given you. Wisdom is profitable to that. And the moment you are using a lot of effort, check wisdom index. It means you are not operating by wisdom. You are not operating by wisdom. And how do you acquire this wisdom? You see, not all elders are there for your betterment. Not all elders are in your life for your betterment. Some are there to stop you from doing what they knew they could have done that they didn't do. So there are some elders when you tell them your plans, it will die. So wisdom will tell you who to surround yourself with. And wisdom will tell you also that you need to surround yourself with the who. So wisdom will tell you who to surround yourself with and wisdom will also tell you that you need to surround yourself with some who's. Solomon has received wisdom in 1 Kings chapter 3, but chapter 4 he says he starts choosing men from different tribes. So the man has received wisdom, but the Bible says he surrounds himself with counselors. You, have the, you are the wisest on earth. The Bible says he, you saw it, verse 30, uh, uh, 1 Kings 4, 29-30. He says he was wiser than Ethan the Ezraite. And Haman and, and Jacob and Dado. He mentioned their names. Yet there were counselors around Solomon. Are we here together? Yeah, look at that. All the nations run about. Yet, if you look from First Kings 4 1, he lists different kinds of people who came to be part of his counselor circle. Luke chapter 5, 2, verse 52 says, And Jesus Christ grew in wisdom and in stature with God. And in favor of God, amen. Luke 2 52. Luke 2 52. What does it say? Look at that. Do you know when you go and tell God, God, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. 
Your uniqueness is not for Ghana. It's for the world. Oh, yes. Sometimes if you don't travel, you don't realize it. Yeah. So when I traveled, then I realized that I was so encouraged that I have to stay my course. Because when some people are doing some way towards you, some people are ready to collect it. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this apostle friend of mine, he says something to me. He says, Africa still has a problem with prophets. Especially Ghana. Because prophets are everywhere. But in America, there's a whole ministry and council and space in American church for the prophetic. So some of the prophets we don't respect in Ghana, they go to America and become popular. Then they return to Ghana. Because here, <laughs> so. Wisdom is not just a, I'm smart, but plane tickets. I mean, I'm playing because America will give me audience. So the wisdom will tell you that maintain your course, stick to what God has said, never give up on the assignment because in the spirit, it is layer. There was once upon a time, Daninete, and God called him to glory. Space came in the atmosphere, Geometo filled it. Another time, another young person will come in the days to come. Yeah. And Papa Joe will have to take a new place. And then the baby is in Papa Joe will take a new place. And that's often why. And other people will take over. But wisdom should tell you that, you see, as you are leading, you are also a Levite. That's why many singers after the singing ministry, when nobody is calling them, they are hanging. You are a Levite first before you are a singer second. So it means every singer is supposed to be a priest and consecrated as such. We are Levites. He said, let the Levites that sing. So the singers of the Bible, they were all priests. They went through priestly cleansing, priestly consecration, priestly protocol. So in other words, in today, if we are linking it, when pastor is praying one hour before he comes to preach, singer, pray one hour before you come and sing. Yeah, now we are consecrating ourselves. Singers on sing. Now, when lift your voice to the Lord. Open boy, open boy. Consecrate yourself to help you. We are killing the spirit of the church. Stop that. Be spiritual and pray. Prayer won't spoil your voice. To open it, I'm telling you, to open it. There are some cuts in your in your throat. Only prayer can open it. There are keys. If without prayer, you won't touch it. Because mm-hmm. I pray long. I, I'm not a singer, but I can hold key for long. And, Say, God, give me wisdom. Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature in favor of God and man. But you know a shocking thing. 51. 51. Jesus has increased in wisdom and he has, he said, and Jesus increased. So he has already increased in wisdom and stature. But look what happened. 51. He was in subjection to his parents. So wisdom, when it comes, makes you subject yourself to counsel. Please, whatever business you are starting, look for somebody in that field with the same spirit as you have. Holy Ghost filled, wise encouraging, not the ones that kill vision. Wise, encouraging, with fire and 
talk to them. How did you start, sir? And wisdom is not talking plenty. It's listening to them. You've done nothing. They have done something. The children of this generation, you talk too much. Sit before great men and when the pastor is talking, I did some seven day fast. Yes, me too. Hey! You know what that means in the spirit? It means you, you are trying to say you and the pastor, eh? what he has done. I don't know, share, say, a valuable thing. You, you, you are telling that it's easy, sir. Me too. Yeah, the father will just keep quiet. So, okay. Yeah, it's good. So when you do it, everything was going to say has ended. Wisdom will tell you that when even your father is talking, he's repeating a story. You don't say you've told me before. Because the last time he told you, if God was using him, he is telling you to tell you that you didn't hear well. Hear again. So you nod and say, wow. <gasps> if you keep quiet, you'll hear a new thing in it. Wisdom. And he might have to say, prophet, if you sit down, he said it's good to be a pastor. Most of if I was a businessman, I don't feel. In 2002, no, 2005, I had some friends who were in, uh, in Ghana with me. And they had a business where they were importing China phones. China phones were not popular in Ghana at that time. And I was in university. So they imported some China phones. So that, that time it was TV, radio, MP3 player. Those things on the phone was new. So before the Samsungs and the Sony moved, China came as the bridge. And I got those guys to get those kind of phones for me. So when I got to school, ah, the phone here turned 80 Ghana. I was selling 300 cities. Yeah. And I said, God, but am I not cheating them? God said, no. Wisdom will tell you that. You don't sell. I'll get there. You don't sell what is not common at a common price. That's what Christians do. Huh? It's too much. It's too high. That's why you're where you are. I'll show you something. It's called value. 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 I'll say it again, but let me say it again. Members don't hear pastor's advice because they get it free. If you were paying. Have you seen the way when you go to hospital? Before you even, the doctor even sees your face, you pay on your card before you come and sit down. Oh, can I now? Be call. Because you have paid. Listen to him attentively. Make notes. If you get to attend, say, I'm recording you. Because <laughs> you have paid. But pastors will advise you, but because you are not receiving, you are not paying. Pastors here, you have your mind. Value. Yeah. Very soon you see. You get there, you see, Pastor, Pastor, listen, David will be here. Yes. How can we help? I want to see Pastor. For what? Say for prayers. For prayers, 500 Ghana. For advice, 800. For hello, daddy, 100. You will see how many people greet us. And you are poor. So, yeah, daddy, the Lord bless you. I say, yes, yes. Now you understand. You are growing wisdom. And we can sit in car. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say, wisdom. It's my first level of wealth. Because without it, you will fail. It is wisdom that will help you to transition when what you are doing has to merge and move out. But some people don't have wisdom. They stay there for a long time. That is the problem of Nokia. When everybody was going Android, they said no. They didn't realize that the wisdom of technology is advancement. Not, uh, what do you call it, uh, 
a, a cakeness and you know uniqueness. You can't be unique in and, and, and analog when we have gone digital. Do you understand? But Nokia said they will stay. They will stay. Now they, are, they have come. It's too late. Their market is gone. Those days it was Nokia. No matter how Nokia says that we are the most durable, you are late. You are late. So wisdom will know you to make you tell you when you should transition. When you should change even your label. When you should change your product. Wisdom will tell you that when a customer says it's too this, it's too that, here, there. Don't explain yourself. Ghanaian businesses like that. Oh, your, your, your cream is too, is too pasty. It, it breaks. Eh, you are the first saying it too. That's your last. What can I answer? At least, why, why is that customer says, Oh, wow, so sorry. Please, can I have the product? Um, can I change for wisdom? That action alone will make the person come the second time. But you're not defending yourself. I see the person is lying. Oh, the church needs wisdom. Hallelujah. Amen. amen. I said, amen. amen. I said, amen. amen. So, wisdom is profitable direct. Wisdom. May wisdom lead you in all your businesses. And wisdom also tells you that you also need counselors. You need people to speak into your life. You need people to communicate that this thing you are trying. Is... Listen, wisdom will tell you that uh, sometimes your spiritual father is not an expert in your field, but he's an expert in the spirit. He's an expert in it. So, daddy, this thing, what do you think? Mm, I feel, mm, mm, do like this to work. Bah, bah, bah. It works. I'm like, wow. Wisdom of the fathers. When you get a father, it's not about his. Mr. Baleska, father, an engineer. When you became a doctor, did your father become a chief doctor? What are you talking about? He is not there to advise you in your field. He is there to give you all-round wisdom to put you on the course that will make you what you to make you. That's what Eli did. Eli had not heard God before. But it was someone who was saying, but he said he perceived. God gives fathers capacity to perceive in realms they are not even expressing. Because it's our duty. God is part of our us now. Hmm? Wisdom. I say what? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Pastor sent me a text when the dollar increased. He said, he remembers 2021 when I came for Easter convention. I said, if you can buy dollar, buy dollar. When I can Yes, Dominion, I came for your Easter class. I said, if you can buy dollar, buy dollar, because dollar has come to run. Pastor sent me a text. That was last year, September, November, that prophet, what you said. I said, ah. But perhaps I'm not a doctor or I'm not Ophuriata or something. Like, so you don't believe what I'm saying. Yeah. Hallelujah. Next is vision. Vision. Vision is one of the most expensive things in the streams of wealth. Not to bash anyone. But the problem with GTV is lack of vision. No, it's true. I mean, it's not uh, something. Oh, uh, No. When you look at GTV, it's as GTV is like in the 1980s. It's as if they've not moved into the present days. They are still a millennium. They are without the millennium. They have not moved. You can see that they have done design on the set and so still they apply wood. So for <laughs> 
you can see the plywood in Tarbono. You can see the nails in the stage. Some, some carpenter came there. You just don't understand. Up to now. GBC Life for G. Something is off. It's vision. <laughs> it's vision. Hey. And you have a station like Obolu FM. How, how, who would tune in? <laughs> so if you want to do just do OBFM. That's Obolu. There's a vision. Vision. Many marriages fail because of lack of vision. People think they are married to produce children. Vision, vision, vision. If you don't have vision, any, any endeavor without vision will fail. Following a pastor without vision, following a ministry without vision, it will fail. Without vision, he said, my people perish. So vision is a serious matter. And the thing about ambition without vision is one of the most useless endeavors of your life. Ambition without vision is like shooting a bullet without a target. Why are you, why are you ambitious too? So your ambition is only viable and lawful and full of power and vigor when it has a target. What is your vision in life? To be rich. That's no vision. And you might as well be an robber. Because the vision, you know, the Amrobe's vision is to be rich too. So to be rich is no vision at all. Are we here together? Please, are you sure? So you need to have a vision. And this vision comes from God. Acts chapter, the apostle Paul was talking to the king Agrippa and said, in Acts chapter 26 verse 19, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Psalm 29 verse 18 says that where there is no vision, the people perish. So whatever endeavor you are going through or doing without vision, it will perish. I was in Nigeria from just yesterday. I came from Nigeria last night. That's why I'm sounding a little tired. But I came from Nigeria last night. And also for an, a Nollywood actor in Nigeria, I had to give him money. I had to give him money. He said, man of God, they are sacking me from my house. I have nothing on me. I had to give him money. So if you don't operate by vision, you think TV will take you somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> long ago I had a vision sir, that me, I'll be in Ghana and I'll sow seeds, I'll be sending allowances to my sons and daughters who are in American schools and I'm not an American long ago I had a vision that God forbid that any time I want to say God bless me somebody from America sent me money I would rather send them money, vision it becomes the target by which your life gravitates towards, target if you have none, you'll be moving everywhere Because you go yes more, and that's why they say if you have no place to go, you go everywhere. When they ask you why are you going to say nowhere, then to be somewhere, because you swap yes more. You don't have a definition of where you are going. Vision is necessary. Vision is necessary. It doesn't matter how much you are earning. It doesn't matter what job you are doing. Without vision, that job will be useless to your life. People working oil and gas rigs and they are broke. 
I know doctors who are still driving rickety cars. Lack of vision. Vision brings it together. Vision brings it together. One of the places where you can struggle even in your business, you start one um, kiosk like that and you are selling provisions, you are happy. You get your first sales. But you forget what the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 58. He said, be what? Unmovable. Steadfast and unmovable. Always abounding in the world. So it means without steadfastness and immovability, you cannot abound in God's work. What is the word immovable? Immovable is not easily excited. So if you only small thing, you are easily excited. You think that's the end. That this is it. You have not started. You have not started. So the word not immovable is not easily excited. You must be quickly grateful, but not easily excited. Excitement is in the flesh. Gratefulness is in the spirit. Otherwise, you feel that, oh, oh, this provision shop, this is it, this is it. No, it's not it. Vision will tell you that move from the provision shop to a 40-foot container. Move from a 40-foot container to a cemented supermarket. Move from that place and get a major mall. Vision is where you're going. So anything around it, you are never ready to settle. Because I, this is not it. If you're a pastor, you are starting a ministry. And you get 50 people, 100 people, all of a sudden, 500 people in your church, and you are happy. No, the vision is 200,000. So this one, we have not done anything yet. So we are grateful, all right. But I'm never relenting. Because I know where we are going. Vision. Vision. Some of you, vision in your mind that we don't argue. It's not that. It's not that. Vision in the mind should be that now we have gelled to a point where when I'm not there, the decision I need to take, my wife can take it. And she will not contradict me. And beyond that vision, we have come to a place where, listen, we have come to harmonize heaven wherever we are. Vision, it gives purpose to endeavor. Vision gives, without it, you become lazy quickly. Can I tell you something? Lack of vision is the energy of laziness and complacency. You will be complacent quick when there's no vision. Because you know, you, there's nothing to make you feel like you have reached or you have not yet reached. So, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. This month I got 10,000. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, hallelujah. Why do I know this? Job, I'm sorry, in Genesis chapter 31, the Bible says that, and, 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 and Jacob had been laboring all day, laboring for 21 years, but an angel appeared and said, look, your vision is changing. You worked seven years for a woman. They cheated you. You work another seven years for a woman. Then they told you I work again seven years. He was too afraid to go back. There was something wrong with his vision. He became myopic. So the angel said, lift up your eyes and look. You're supposed to own. The blessing you collected from Isaac is not to serve someone. It's to own. And when he lifted his eyes, he began to see the animals. He started seeing. He said, look and see. He said, look as he started seeing. Something started working in Jacob. I said, ah, I can be owner. I can own this myself. Otherwise, he would have labored for another 20 years. And that tells you how lack of vision made Laban feel like he owns him. He said, how dare you take my daughters with you? When he has married them. He said, you run with my daughters as if they are still his property. Lack of vision. Lack of vision is a dangerous thing. 
Isaiah said, lift up your eyes and see. Round about. So without seeing, the abundance of the sea cannot be converted. So vision is the energy for the conversion of abundance. Isaiah 60, the verse number 4 and 5. But I'll show you something. Napoleon Hill says something very powerful. He says, in the face of every adversity, when there is loss, there is pain and tragedy. He said, in that same spectrum, there's opportunity for profit. But vision will never let you see it. I'm sorry, I'm saying no vision. It will never let you see it. That this disaster has its opportunity. You never know. Can I tell you something? One of the most vision-oriented people I've ever seen are the people who sell ice water, coconut cake, in cake, granite cake, oranges on the street. As if they are bees. As soon as there is a traffic jam, they are around. Wherever it is, they will appear. They are their usual spots. But let traffic come attach motor. All of them will show up. Airwalk, they will come in their numbers. And if you use those roads, you realize that people who don't usually sell, things that are not usually sell in traffic, some way, somehow, they found that there's traffic there. They came. Vision. It gives direction to where you are going. So if I say all these things, how do I deal with a vision? Because I said, lift up your eyes and see. They gather themselves together. So without seeing, there will be a problem. Genesis 13 says, Lot is gone. Let your eyes and see. As far as your eyes can see, I will give to you. So if you are not seeing, you are not receiving. You cannot receive what you are not seeing. So if there is no vision, you are not receiving anything. And if you have a vision, go and check it. Is it heavenly or earthly? Because if it is earthly, anything that happens to the earth will affect it. If it is an earthly vision, if the economy goes bad, you are, you are in trouble. If somebody is fired from the office, your agenda is also in trouble. I remember, sir, I wanted to go full-time ministry after school. But I, after prayer, I was so reluctant, and I spoke to my father and the Lord, Dr. George. I said, Daddy, I don't want to work. I don't want to. I want to do ministry. He said, man of God, you see, my own God told me to do it. Yours is different. So you need to work. I said, ah, this time, Seven of God, go. Because you don't want to work, God will keep your fire. So, the reason I was going was because of the fire. Because I had an experience, sir. I went to work because of money. I learned my lesson. When I want to do national, I said, oh, I'm going to work in microfinance so that they'll pay me extra. So, they didn't pay me extra. 138 Ghana City, 12 pesos. Pe, 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 pe. National service. And we work, working Saturday. 8 to 4. National says, boy, you know what? I was working in microfinance. We close 8. We go to work 8 a.m. We close at 6 p.m. Every day. My mates were closing at 4. And Saturday, too, I go 8 to 4. When will I wash? <laughs> that means that I was awful. If I continue this life for one year, the fire for all night is gone. Vision made me realize that if I... Con- I advise myself. Hey, I advise myself. in November. By December, I said, no. If I continue on this, I'll become canal. I'll be Satan's press secretary. Like, I will miss everything. I'll miss everything. So I advised myself. I sat down and said, listen. God, if I quit this job, I would rather be hungry than lose my Friday all night. You see, vision will make you talk like that. If there's no vision, you will sell your destiny right now. I said, I would rather be hungry than to sell this my Saturday 
precious rest and no all night for one year. It's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. Oh, I was bored. I went to national. I said, sir, I'm quitting. When I was quitting, we're now increasing my responsibilities. Now, remittance officer. I have to now receive remittances from London and pay it like MoneyGram in Ghana. And I'm in charge now. I say, it's a lie. Can I tell you something? Anyone who wants to quit because God said quit, by the time you are leaving, they'll give you a better offer. It's the devil testing whether you are ready to keep to what you said God said. If God said leave, forget what the, God is not, God knew they'll change the salary, but he says to leave. Forget what the, it's better now. It's not better anyway. It's a trap. It's a trap. So, so I said, I quit it. And to the glory of God, the people who were working there, now when they see me, they say, hey, Adam. I said, yeah. And I said, you know what? I looked at you. And I looked at my bosses. And I said, there's none of you here that inspires me. This is danger. When you are in vision, anyone who is working on top of you, above you, if they don't inspire, you are going to die. You will become mediocre in a year. Because nothing about them is inspiring. Not Christian, not spiritual, not financial. You will die out. You will dry. Your vision of life will be warped. Because when they talk thousand Ghana, it's a big deal. You know, to where God is taking you, thousand should be Sunday offering. It's why you have been working. That's why thousand, when you hear thousand, somebody Sunday offering, you say, hey, that's my salary. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. You can give thousand every service. You can give thousand every service. So you see, you get to a point when they say thousand, who has thousand Ghana? It's not part of the ah, you want thousand is your Sunday, my friend. This is thousand. You want something bigger. So now you come quietly and put some five thousand. Cool. Because you have been where vision has moved you. At some local churches. If you go and give five hundred Ghana, yen dan the community makes you feel like 500 is a lot very soon when we hear 1000 is plenty money there's another com- I was in the community like that, sir. and I moved to another one Christ Embassy and a girl that I wanted to date she was a pastor in Christ Embassy like that and she said she went to IPPC and she sold 1000 and $1,500 this is 2009 you are so thousand five hundred dollars. Hey, thousand yes, you Doris Doris. You say thousand five hundred Doris Doris. Oh, I, I, I wasn't. I then I realized my poverty. I, I realized I was a poor man, not because of the absence of the thousand five hundred, the sound of it and what it did to me made me realize I'm poor. Poverty is not the absence of cash. It's, the, it's when the message from my mouth, how you feel. That's what tells poverty. It's the spirit of poverty. Yeah, we are poor. If you don't have five thousand five hundred, oh, okay, that's okay, that's okay, you're cool. But it did something to me like, mm, small girl, thousand five hundred. What does she do? Who has been given that? All those questions are poverty talk. Who gave you the money? Young girl, you are driving such a car, you are poor. So I had to put myself in an environment where I hear such amounts. I gave one million dollars, five hundred thousand. I'm hearing such monies. 
It's becoming normalized to my ears. $20,000. $50,000. When it becomes normal, I told you, capacity. The day $20,000 comes, it doesn't give you sleepless nights. It can lie in your bank account. And it can be there for six months. You've not touched it. But you, if $10,000 touch your time, may the 2000 better ask her say, may the 500 better say, may the 300 better say, may the 300 You are poor. You are poor. You are poor. Gardens, you will say, Why budget? What a car? What's that to us? I say, Ever two hundred thousand gardens. What? No, no, no. I said, 40 million. But okay. Because that's how you are thinking. Vision. 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 He said, Open your mouth wide and I'll fill it. If you don't stretch your vision, you are going to have a problem with the where God is taking. And one of the things I believe Christians struggle with a lot is vision. Our visions are small. I told somebody something, sir. When you go and take, uh-huh, let's take these two things. Look at this one. Look at this one. If I take this envelope, you see the envelope is light. It takes a while to drop. I won't drop my phone, but imagine. Just imagine phone. Uh-huh. And I, I can use yours. Okay, let me use your car key. So imagine I drop the keys. The key will drop faster than it. Why? Because it's heavier. That means that in the spirit, eh, the one who access bigger monies gets it faster than the one who asks the smaller one. So if I ask God for 10, that's why the people ask big, big money. They get it faster than you. God, give me. It's only 500 I've asked you. 500 Ghana. So God, you can't give me 500 Ghana. Then somebody will come. Oh, the Lord bless me with $2,000. You're like, ah, Lord, 500. Yeah, because his own is heavier. It will land faster. Your father is a big God. I said, your father is a big God. Businessman, businessman. Your father is a big God. Don't say if you have some 200 Ghana, you'll be fine. You are a businessman. You are a CEO. Your father is a big God. Open your mouth and talk big. Vision. 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 It's not bad that you have a shop in Dubai. Vision. Vision. It's not a, it's not a bad, it's not a sin to have a shop in Italy. Vision. Vision. Now how do you do it? Habakkuk 2, 1, 2, 3. Write the vision. And how do you do, how do you go ahead? Listen, I love this scripture. Habakkuk 2, 1, 2, and 3. See what it says. I will stand on my watch and set me up. This means that number one, my watch is prayer. Set me upon my tower means there is a place I pray. I'm showing you how to acquire vision. And I will watch to see. What to see means you have come with your documentation to receive. Why? Verse 2. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Now, if he didn't have what to write on, God wouldn't say write. God only said write the vision because there was a book to write it in. And how did he provoke God to speak? So he writes. He went on prayer and had a specific location where he was petitioning God. What are you saying about this business? Because if you don't petition him on, he said, look at what verse 1 said. Go back, go back to verse 1. He said, I will stand on my watch, and I will watch till he speaks. And he shall answer me when I'm, whether he's proved his correction. So in case there's anything wrong with the vision I'm seeing, God will correct me that this thing you started, I didn't say do it. Or this is not why I said do it. This is not why I said. That's how you go in vision. So for every vision God has given you, if it is not documented, it is the reason why it's not coming to pass. So visions are written. And aside it being written, you must watch and wait to see so that you can ensure that this is not copying somebody. This is not, I saw that there's an available opening in a business, but it is actually God who is releasing it unto me as the assignment for the time. Then he can support it. 
Then I can run with it. Then I can see it happen. Hallelujah. Zoom Lion started. Then we started having cleaning services in Ghana. You know, at first, you carry your dustbin to the two junctions away from your house in a bowl. Then Zoom Lion started the track business. Then other countries, so other um, um, people decided to also import trash can, trash trucks to Ghana. Then we have different waste services. So Zoom Lion started it, others took over. But because Zoom Lion was the first, they have exported their services to Liberia, to Cote d'Ivoire. I told you the anointing in Ghanaian business is monopoly. If God gives you an anointing or a vision for a business that has not been done in Ghana, use all of God's energy and anointing to make that thing come to pass. Hey. Are we here? Are we here? Next one. Informational knowledge. Isaiah 5.13. Say informational knowledge. Oh, here this informational knowledge. Isaiah 5.13. My people are gone into captivity. Now the word gone into captivity means they were not captured. They volunteered to be captured. Anytime there is no informational knowledge, you have volunteered for captivity. They are honorable men are family. So you see, so things don't look well. And the multitude are dried up of test because of lack of informational knowledge. When you go to Nigeria, sir, Nigerians don't separate their pastors from their businesses. It's Ghana that does that. Nigerians. <laughs> I don't talk like this, but I'll tell you this. It's the truth. I have to tell you. Nigerians don't separate their businesses from their men of God. Oh, what are you talking about? Niger- Let me read it again. Nigerians don't separate their businesses from their men of God. What that means is that, sir, when they start a business, they call a man of God. They sow a seed, and the man of God pours oil. The more the business is going up, it goes like, man of God, I need to change levels. The man of God will come again with oil. But in Ghanaian businesses, we start businesses. We just inform our pastor. We don't invite him to the premise to do anything about it. When the business is in trouble, that's when we need pastor to pray for us. Then God opens the door and starts working again. Informational knowledge doesn't tell you that. Call the man. Bible says, in the city of Jericho, the waters were poisoned. Women drank it and miscarried children. But when they came to the prophet Elijah, they said, sir, our waters is full of death. They said, get me a new cruise. And salt. He poured it inside. The waters were healed. I told you yesterday, uh, last week, prosperity has spirituality. You either use God or a foul spirit. You, listen, there's a, there, it's not even a level. Every stage of your prosperity, absent of the energy of God, will fail. Because the people you see online, people you see them everywhere, doing business and they are doing well. If you ask them the sacrifices they make, You'll be shocked. Blood is being spilled all the time. Child of God is not praying. Child of God is not realizing that. Oh, pastor. I heard you declare over somebody. Miracle money. A lady was, is in Nigeria. In a different ministry. We're doing this midnight prayer. And she tuned in. 
And so when she tuned in, the prayer was going on. Prayer. She said she tapped into miracle job something something. She said she doesn't sew um, clothes for brides, but she went for this program. And the bride saw her and said, "Can you sew away?" He said, "How do you trust me?" He said, "Well, I will sew." But the good thing was that she had gone to a high class wedding and saw the prizes for bridal they are kinti for engagement. So she mentioned the same price. And he said it's 10 times what she would usually earn for sewing the dress. She said she sewed it. Over five brides have come after that. And said, prophet, that's your prayer you prayed. It opened the door for me. They will tap, but people will be here. What do you say? And they don't realize that the anointing is under their nose. If you're in dominion here, worry pastor. Okay, worry him. Even if he can't come, tell pastor, the pastor, pray about this oil. I'm going to anoint my house. I'm going to oil my land. I want to oil my land. Boy, do you see something? And don't do it because you... No. You're, you're, it works when everything in your body connects to it. I'm telling you. Because the same oil we pray for everybody. Somebody uses it. It has a different... You, you just... It was there. You don't even remember to use it. It tells you where your heart is. Yeah, people are... So it is the information that is causing us to be captured. Things are not going out. It should go. Yeah, the next six months, my message is I'm going to go and say, teach, teach the right knowledge. And let me say this here. I'll, I'll probably preach it and I'm sure I'll get to the message. I want to preach on legalities. I said to a church in Nigeria that I realized that when it comes to God, God is judge, God is father, God is master. If you apply the three, you'll get 100% answers. If you go to God as your father, you'll get only 20% answers to your prayer. Because you approach God emotionally. Daddy, why? Mm-mm. When Abraham needed certain dimension, he said, shall the judge of the universe not do right? He didn't call God God and father. He said, judge. It means if you want God to answer majority of your prayers, approach him like a lawyer and he is the judge. Present your case. That's why emotions are not part you must because you said then we are going and you get 70% of your prayers answered so a lot of us pray this game of emotions Lord but why are you doing this to me why are you doing it's like going to God and say ah judge <laughs> what story did I say so somebody defiled a child got 7 years in Ghana I saw it on news before another person went to steal a goat and plantain on a tree. He got 40 years. Yes. If you don't present your case well, small matters will destroy your life. And somebody with a serious case will have it easy because he knew how to present his case. They don't come to God with emotions. You know your, know your case. We fellowship with him as father. But when it comes to the business of the age, lest Satan has an advantage. Satan is the opposing lawyer, accuser of the brethren. He brought you to court. What is your case? He just came there, daddy, daddy. Uh-uh. He will tell you, I don't know you. Where are your documents? If like, let your wife be the chief justice and come to court without your documents because you are the senior lawyer. She won't mind you because when she sits on bar, that's why they usually wear the hat. It means the hat I'm wearing, I have ceased to be whoever you think I am. So no matter what it is, as soon as I sit there, it's because of the hat I'm wearing, you call me your grace, your honor. 
You don't go here, your honor in a car because you don't know her. Or shut her in a pair or your honor. Anything you see is in contempt of court. If you don't have informational knowledge, you'll be captured. Your financial stability is based on informational knowledge. Child of God, you want to be a businessman or woman. You have you understood your business terrain? Do you understand business terrain? Do you understand that there are certain things you cannot be away from supply? The distance from supply and distribution, if it is too far, it will create problems for you. It must be close. That's why all the factories that produce pineapple have gone to where they, they grow it. Midia and Sawam. So when we have Aztec Refresh, Aja uh, uh, Herbal, all of them are in Sawam Road because that's where the pineapples are. So it is easy distance between production and uh, uh, blue skies. They are all there. So the distance between product and production, and th- there's no loss. There's no get things getting rotten. There's no breakdown of vehicle from farm to. So they harvest their thing straight to factory fresh. No problem. Informational knowledge. If you don't know this, you'll be having crisis. And those are the, no, what I'm showing you today, these are the things when you pray, God don't mind you. Because you must know. Oh yeah, you, you'll be shocked. There's something when you pray, God is just watching you. Because <laughs> there's a dimension of the responsibility of gathering the information. Informational knowledge. Informational knowledge. Informational knowledge. Hallelujah. Say information. Say information. In Daniel chapter 1, Bible says when Daniel decided to go on that f- Daniel fast, Daniel 1. Daniel increased in wisdom than his contemporaries. Not because he was sleeping. Not because he was fasting. Though he was fasting, he was learning. You don't become president of fellow wise men if you are sleeping. He was learning. The Bible says horses are prepared for the day of battle. But victory comes from God. God requires your preparation to indicate your willingness. So if you are not learning, God, you are telling God you are not willing for the field. I'm a man of God. If I don't read the Bible and say I can quote it off head, I'm telling you, no matter how you are working Bible, if you don't read it, you will forget it. So, Bishop Kakabedin, though he's a working Bible, he still reads the Bible. Because what is in your spirit is not what is in your mind. So it's in my spirit, alright, but my mind has to capture it. So that when I'm quoting it, my mind can remember what the spirit knows. Informational knowledge. We waste our spiritual life away. Christians of today, you don't like making notes. Christians. I'm, I speak with all authority. I have seen it. People don't make notes. They, they don't go too far. And those who have gone far, have decided not to make notes. They go down. It's just a matter of time. I saw John C. Maxwell one day preaching. He was sharing something on the stage, on a, on a program. I think a Joyce Mayer program. As he was sharing, he started saying something he realized he has not even said before in his life. He said, wait a minute. Went to his daughter, make the point, and came back to continue. Because it came, look, if you understand the power of writing, you will notice that there are some thoughts. If you don't write it down, it is gone forever. It will never come out. You will pray, it will never show up. If like, don't make notes. Informational knowledge. There are some, look, I'm a prophet. One of the reasons why many prophets struggle is that they don't study their fields. If Daniel does not study the fields of government, he can't have visions about nations. My father and the Lord is a teacher of the word. God speaks to him with verses. It's not now he's come to wake up and go and look for the Bible. As soon as the Lord says Isaiah 14, he knows what is there. He's talking about Lucifer. 
So he understands for it's not like because sometimes um, going to open the Bible can make you lose the meaning of what God wanted. You but when you pick it as he said it, it's a different interpretation. So some of you here we are prophesying, and because we are not Ghanaians, and I'm somewhere else, I'm hearing a name, Adedoni, Adedoni. Who is that? It's strange to my ears. So usually in the prophetic realm, either God writes it or he tells you the name starts with an A, there's a D in it. Then the person will mention for me. So have you watched prophetic ministration? The person will say, all kane, all kane. Then the person will pronounce the right word. He is not in the language. So the best way he can interpret is what he said. So in other words, my freedom to say, Kofi, find your friend James, is because I'm in the environment I'm conversant with. It's the reason why sometimes the prophetic, we ask questions. So when you say, when I say, what is your name? It means in the spirit, God has said, his name starts with a J, and this is what's about his life. So I ask, what's your name? Say, John, right. Then I know what I'm going to say is connected to you. Information gives you ability to proceed. So if you don't have the right information, you are going to be hot. Information and knowledge is necessary for your field in terms of your CEO-ship. You want to be a business owner? Right information. You need to know. Investment. Studying. Studying. Genesis chapter 41. Let me show you one powerful thing. Verse 33. Now, Joseph has told them the meaning of the dream. Pharaoh. What the meaning of the dream is. Then verse 33 says what? Let's read together. Now the word, uh-huh. He said now, therefore, that's Joseph talking to Pharaoh. Find the manuscript. Then Pharaoh later on said that. There's no man who is qualified than you. Why was he qualified than him? In the preceding verse, he says, in 39, Joseph was now put in the house of Pharaoh and Potiphar. And Potiphar, he put Joseph in charge of his house, his property, his properties, and his field. So Joseph was practicing agriculture in Potiphar's house. And the word discreet here in the Hebrew means intelligence and skill from learning. So Joseph was not saying the person who can interpret the dream is the one who will lead. But the person who is interpreting the dream is one person. And the person who will be able to carry out the solution must be another person who is agriculturally sound and intelligent in the fields of economy. That's what happened. Because it takes a certain wisdom to have seven years of plenty. Control the consumption. Calculate the storage. Prevent post-harvest lost weevils. What technology did you use to prevent insects, insects from invading? All of that was in the word discreet. So if you don't study a field well, you venture in and you didn't calculate that some losses are waiting. Oh, be smart about it. Be smart. This is the problem with Egypt and um, Israel. Israel entered Egypt with money. But Bible says in, and I'll show you why I'm saying what I'm saying. Exodus, Exodus 1.8. Look at this. Quickly. The problem with this in, informational knowledge. Look at this. Exodus 1.8. Now there arose another king who knew not Joseph. Now this is a major problem because in just 15 preceding verse to this, Joseph has died. 
So it is right after Joseph dies, this Pharaoh shows up. So how can he not know that there was a man who saved the whole nation? It is in their record. They have etched it in their history. There somebody came up who saved the entire world from a drought. So the word another here in the Greek new king is the word heteros. If it's allos, it means the pharaoh that came was in the same lineage. At this time, they had the Nubians, the Assyrians, and the Egyptians. So when you enter Egypt today in their hieroglyphics, you will see that they were black pharaohs. They were the Nubians. So black pharaohs ruled Egypt at, it was like they were sharing power. It was a kind of Babylonian confederate. That's why, if you check it, when Israel left, there was the mixed multitude. Mixed multitude means they were not all Israelites. But some people left with Israel. That's why the slaves hadn't eaten garlic. The slaves hadn't eaten cucumber. And the shocking part was that because they've never been slaves before, they had a louder mouth. That we, we remember the garlic. So they were now speaking on behalf of slaves. Because they didn't suffer. Are we here? Are you sure? You've not gone home. Isaiah calls this king. The Assyrian afflicted them. So this Pharaoh is an Assyrian. He said, when the children of God were in Egypt, the Assyrian afflicted them. So this one was not an Egyptian. He was a foreign king that has come to rule as Pharaoh at the time. The Assyrian. That's his name. Praise the Lord. Are we together? So at this time, he realized that Egypt, Israel was growing in numbers. So the Bible says, see what verse 9 says. I'll show you the story. And he said to the people, the children of Israel are becoming more, and they might be mightier than us. Because it was not part of the Egyptian system, he came with fear. The people who were there with Joseph knew Israel would never do that. But he's a stranger, so he doesn't know what is going on. Next, verse 10. Look at this part. So he said, come, let us deal wisely with them. So it means that how Israel moved from guest to slave was a cunning policy. They wrote a document down and planned it systematically. And I'll show you in history what they said. Israel came with gold, silver, sheep, and they dwelt in Goshen. Because if you remember Genesis 50, 49, 50, when Jacob entered, he brought property. Wagons. So he didn't need Egypt's food. But somewhere, somehow, the Egyptians said, you can't buy food with gold. We are going to create a monetary system called the scarab beetle. I will make it like wooden token. So if you want to buy something, you have to buy the scarab beetle, which is the wooden token, with your gold before you can get grain. So that's how they were doing it. So by the time Israel realized all their gold had come to the Egyptians and they had wooden sticks as coins. Then the Egyptians said, now that you can't buy with the wooden tokens. We have changed the money system. If you don't have gold or silver, you are not eating. So now Israel has to work before they eat. That's how Israel enters slavery. That's why he said, if you don't have knowledge, you will go into captivity. Somebody will capture you because of your ignorance. So somebody will sign a deal with you. Um, we are going to sign a seven-year deal. You do this, I'll do this for you. Do this for you. If you don't have informational knowledge on contractual issues, you will sign a contract that will make a person own you. If you even leave after more treatment, any business you start, he has a share in it. Those are the things. Information. Your time you are not working is not to sleep, it's to learn. 
is to learn because you are not adding value if you sleep. Learn. Learn. How many books have you read this year? How many articles have you read about your field? Or you are going there? No one in the Bible entered any field by anointing. They learned. Read it. Tell me one. They learned. Even David had to do apprenticeship with Saul. Be a pre- he, he's been a shepherd all his life. If he does not stay in the palace, he will not know how to behave when the palace things come up. So he has to stay with Saul for a while to learn. Informational knowledge is necessary. Else people will trick you into signing your life away. There are documents when I see today, I know there's trouble. Where we are at Mikado, they've brought me about lease. Derek, yeah, he's a Pharisee man. He brings me lease. I say, cancel that one. That phrase is wrong. He cannot do that. Because one of the phrases is that even when we are leaving, we have to pay two years, a, a two months rent. Even so when we tell them we are leaving, the remaining two months we have to, I say, no, 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 no. Tell them to change it. And tell them we are paying every quarter. So if we pay three months, at the end of the quarter we pay. So that's how it is. Otherwise, I'll go and sign something. And I want to leave January. And they'll tell me, I didn't use the place January, February, March. But because of the contract, I'll pay three months rent for not using the place. Informational knowledge. And that came because, sir, when I was reading the document, God said, do you remember when we were at the Ministry of Health? You were paralegal. You were under a director of, administration, of legal affairs. And you were going to the lawyers. All the MOUs were reading, it was for tomorrow. Can I tell you something? Every job they've made you do, Go and reread it. It is for tomorrow. It is for, it's not a waste at all. The course you learned is not a waste. You will need it somewhere. You will need it. You learned architecture. You learned land administration. You will need it somewhere. Something will come up. That information will be necessary. Don't throw it away. Refresh yourself. Refresh your mind. Ah, okay, it looks like that. Okay, you're building yourself. So when I see now, I see contracts. I can go like, no, that one is wrong. This one, uh, when I circle, I give to a, sin, a practicing lawyer, I say, yes, where you circled were all the issues. Yeah, okay. Otherwise, you will sign something and you'll be paying for it because of legal technicalities. Information. 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 Some of you, when you see land, um, you are selling Kaswa land for promo, is put down payments, you pay for the next three months, you are happy. I had to research on loans and I realized it's the most devilish thing on the face of the earth. You pay loans on something called compound interest. And compound interest is such that when you pay every month, they recalculate it from the previous month. So it's compound interest is like, oh, they cut 40,000. You pay 10,000. They're with 30,000. No. You owe 40,000. Compound interest will split it. So what you owe, 40,000. If you go and borrow 40,000, according to compounding interest, by the time you are done paying everything in five years, you would have paid eighty or 90000 So the money you took, you didn't have faith enough. You have come to conjure another kind of faith to pay some people 50000 extra. When that 50000 could have been used for your future. If you understand how loans work, it is not an issue of natural. Informational knowledge will make you say, it is better I'm hungry. You will, that's why people never finish paying loans. When you pay the 5000 today, pastor is an accountant. If you want to ask him, he will tell you. 5000 today, it's not left with 35000 There's what we call 40000 minus 5000 So 35000 they recalculate it again. So by the time you go back, you think it's left with 35000 but they'll tell you it's left with 38500 Because compounding interest, no. 
The 5,000 you pay, no. Something else has come to top up. So it's not 35 waiting. It is 37 or 38 waiting. So it's more than. So in your mind, ah, me But I know so bear me, but it's like the more you are paying, the more it's getting close to you. It's like it's not going anywhere. Who push you? Who push you? Who push That's compound interest. That's what the loan people do. So when they say, oh, it's a, then you hear Christian say, oh, it's a soft loan. I'll pay it in five years. You will pay money you could have used for your future. Informational knowledge. So, let me say this about even loans to help you. Hey, let me say it. We're close, okay? Yeah, we're close. Let me say this. When you start a business, your first investors are families and friends. The reason for this is that any loan you go to take that you have not built business practice and muscles for, will run you down and stress you out. Because your business has not been taken off. You've taken a loan of 100,000. No one has bought the product yet. Every man that has passing, 100,000 is accruing interest. Now you are so much under pressure, people are negotiating at the price you cannot or you were not ready to sell. But because you need to sell quickly, you go and negotiate something. Then the 100,000 you invested, you now realize you sold 70,000. So, oh, 70,000, there are things to clear out. So, by the time you realize, out of the 70,000, expenses is left you with 40,000. You need to pay yourself. So, you go and pay 30,000 loan. In your mind, something will happen again for you to get 70,000. But it has not done on you that the way your takeoff delayed and the things that have gone off, it has changed the timings and the spirit. It's going to cost you another future in the business. You realize that now you are hot. So, there's nothing you can do about it. Because of the loan you took. But if you take a loan and you start with 10,000 and you progress, you take, for, for, when I say take a loan, you ask family and friends to invest in your new business. You have a capital of 2,000. Your spirit and your build up. Last week I taught you the engineering, the machinery. When it's able to expand it to 3,000, you top up. 4,000, you top up. It is better to progress in that way. So by the time you get to 100,000, your spirit without any stress can replicate 100,000 by itself because you've gone through process together. Many businesses don't go through process. That's why they fail quickly because process didn't build you. It is loans that built you. It's loans that built you. It's loans that built you. Loans that built you. Amen? Are you here? Never start your business with a loan. By the time you get to where I'm going to, loan can only be taken when there's equity. When I say equity, property, that can handle the loan in case of default without you touching any money from anywhere. It means that by the time I'm taking loan, there are two cars that can pay for the loan, not the cash I have on me. So the wisdom behind it is that liability is paying for equity. So I'm left with my capital. That's how you take loan. All right. Informational knowledge. Go and study your field. Or somebody will solve you up. The next one, Proverbs 22, 1. A good name is better than riches. A good name. Every business that starts 
must initialize at good name. Brand name. Brand name. So good name is rather to be chosen. It means that when you put money and good name, choose good name because money will fail. Good name is better. The word good name, the word good name there, the word name in the Hebrew is the word Shem. Shem means, so is the word Shem. Shem means uh, um, character, credibility, nature. So what he's saying is a good credibility. This is why when you enter the American system, they have something called good credit score. But this in the literal sense means that when you put Sanyo and Sanko, you choose Sanyo because you know it's, it's a name. So there is Sonny and Sonic. You see, you choose Sonny because it has a name. So there's Adidas and there's Adibas. You choose. It's a name. It's a name. Do you understand? Are we together? Uh-huh. So the reason for this is because a good name is better than riches. That means that putting quality products out, quality business practices out, is better than looking for money in your pocket. The generation we are in, they want to make money quickly without putting out a name out. So you end up losing your business customers with time. A good name. Good name is business practice. I'll meet you at this time. I'll meet you at the time. I'll send it back to you. I'll send it back to you. Everything I say, credibility, that is a good name. It's better than riches. Credibility is better than good. So you keep credibility. The time you say you show up, you show up. The time you say you give back, the time you say you do discount, you do the discount. Everything you said. If you don't do this, I'll do this for you. No, but you find somebody. I didn't tell you this. You went to touch the garment yourself, so I won't, I won't do it again. So it's done. Yeah, no, no. Since you took the garment and washed it, I can't do anything about it. Go, 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 root. You have missed your name. And we forget that. It's a name that is recommending another name. Yeah. I was on close to Nigeria. Some Nigerian actors on my dress say, Who has been sewing, so, boy? Who has been sewing this thing for you? Say, Oh, boy, this is your native. No bad. So yeah, someone in Ghana said, "Ah, you can do something for me. A good name, a good name." If I was a tailor, this man I would sue for free. This man, people don't realize there are some people where they stand, they are getting you name rather than. But we don't have the wisdom about that. We don't. Oh, we don't. I am a businessman. It pains me if I was a businessman or software. If I was a businessman, I won't buy a V8. I'm going to buy a water tanker. Water tanker. I'll just be supplying to the areas, Sakumono, Ofanko, just supply. And I'll dress well correct office for some kind of clients. The people I know who like to waste money on water. You know, there are some houses, they are so rich, water is not, part, it's not a big deal. Spend thousand on water a month. It's okay. It means per house, thousand Ghana. Because if you have ten houses, ten thousand for water. And those people, because they are intelligent, you can sit down and do a say, and we'll supply you water. It's a service. We'll give service charge on 500 cities. So the water you are paying is around 500, 600 a month. But service charge 400 for constant any time of them. So I go on that business deal at any time. You know, they say, oh, you can call a water guy. And the person will tell you that, oh, it's late, I can't come. But based on that, I can tell you, any time you call me for water, extra 400 cities, I'll be there. 
Simple. The water is life. They'll pay. Oh, they'll pay. That's you see, you have, to, you have to really go on your watch and ask God. This thing everybody is doing, sir, what can I provide in this one that will be different and energize your forces there? Oh, God, make me a businessman. <laughs> so it's very important. Ecclesiastes 7 1. Ecclesiastes 7 1. Ecclesiastes 7 1. Okay. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 1. What did I say? Uh huh. Ecclesiastes 7 1. Thank you, Holy Spirit. A good name is better than precious ointment. The day of death better than man's day of birth. So, very important credibility. So, when he talks about the day of death, he's saying that your entire life, what you live for, what you stand for, is better than the day you are now starting to indicate or show what you are. When you are born, there's nothing to tell about your life. When you are dying, you have done something. So, your life has a story. So, he's just bringing a Hebrew proverb or idiom that a good name is the story you have generated about your business practices. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 2 says, Nehemiah went to the king to offer what, um, his wine. The king looked at Nehemiah and said, why are you? You seem not to be happy, yet you are not sick. You know why? Nehemiah, he said, why is thy countenance sad? Seeing that thou art not sick. Is that, what is, what, so, why? Also, it's meant that Nehemiah always was serving with happiness. So the day he didn't look okay, it was, the king noticed it. There's some people, they're always serving with a certain attitude. So the day you are not okay, we can't even tell because that's been your face every day. He said, why is thy countenance sad? And you are not sick. He, what, he said, this is nothing but sorrow because he knew Nehemiah was always excited to serve the king. Happy. Hello, sir. So the day Nehemiah was quiet, it was noticeable. A good name is reputation. Reputation. You are a tailor, you are sewing, you say seven, make it seven. I'm on my way, I'm coming. Eight o'clock, I'm on my way, I'm coming. Somebody did it to a certain guy. He was traveling to America. He said, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. He said, oh, don't worry. He said, I'm flying tomorrow to America. He said, I'll meet you in the afternoon. He said, are you sure? He said, yes. Afternoon, we're calling him. Quick, 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 quick. Six o'clock. Seven o'clock. The man said, my flight is 11. He said, oh, I'll be there by 8. By 8.39, he was not calling. And you know how it is? You have packed. The man said, it will never be well with you. It's my last time. Yeah, that's the end. That's the end. And the problem is, people don't understand the next point. Your next wealth is something they call relationship. People don't understand that. Your anoint, you can have the best business, the best money, the best shop, if you, are, you have bad relations, you are done. Because the good name actually stands on relationship. Make sure your business has no rumors around it. That watch seller that you heard, that she, she uses urine to do the pepper. When was the last time you went there? So if you keep doing business and rumors hit it, that's the end. You are finished. One rumor can spoil your business. Reputation is key. Your reputation must be intact. Mm. <laughs> hallelujah relationship why relationship is relating to a ship and ships carry cargo so it means that every blessing and cargo you need is in somebody can i tell you something every financial increase you experience in your life is a product of somebody who entered your life 
telling you. So if you write an application and you be employed to you, it is the manager and the CEO and the HR that entered your life that has increased you to have a job. Every financial increment in your life, every financial addition is a product of somebody that entered your life. Relationship is key. The absence of it is also the same. And the problem with our generation is that we don't know how to keep relationship. Some people might use him as opportunity. So if it's not stage, they will not relate with him. But I'm wise enough to realize that if it was not him, Geometry won't come to Prophet Eden's program. So there's nothing I'm going to do like, oh, no, I'm not Pastor Isaiah. Ah, Pastor Isaiah. Your work in my life is done. Relationship. You must learn it. If you learn it, do you know what God does? Aside him, through him, and by him, I'll be meeting more people God is not yet done with. Because you see, when you were a wicked servant and a wicked friend, you think it's only one person he linked you to. Because in your mind, it's geometry you wanted to meet. But perhaps there's Pastor Emmett. Perhaps there's Bishop Takiya boy. Perhaps there's Pastor this. So if you didn't know, you just, you like this one, forget him. And there are seven others God had reserved in him alone before. Relationship. Relating to cargo. I remember one of my father's sons when he was in university. He called Dr. George his father. Now he became so popular. He went for a program. He was referring to Dr. George as his brother. Heaven has recorded it all. There's a book. You think this religion is about that? I call him my elder brother. He says I shouldn't call him that. In my heart, that's my wife. That's my other brother. He, there's nothing he can do about that one. The only thing is that because I shouldn't call him, I'm honoring him. Yeah, it's by my heart. It's there. <laughs> yeah, because that's what scripture said in Hebrews. He says, Sarah called her husband, Peter, sorry. Sarah called her husband Lord. When did she call her husband Lord? In her heart. He said, when the Lord said to her that you will have a child by this in Genesis 18, she said in her heart, how can my Lord at this age have a child? So Bible says, Sarah called her husband Lord. She never called it out of her mouth. In her heart, she saw Abraham as her Lord. It's a heart issue. Relationship. And the point is, can I tell you something? God is the one that sees and he tests you with smaller relationships. If you fail it, you will not get bigger ones. If you fail it, you will not get bigger ones. Oh, hallelujah. I said Hallelujah. It, look, let me read this scripture. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 8 to 12. It's like the last two, then I'll close. Okay, I'm closing. There are seven. Let me close quickly. Ecclesiastes 2 and 4, verse 2, verse 8. Let's read it. What did he say? Relationship. Look at this. Look what he said. There is one alone, and there is no second. Yea, he hath neither child nor brother, yet there is no end to all this. In other words, without relationship, eh, you are laboring for nothing. He said, there's no child, neither does he have brother. There's no relationship in his life. And he said, neither is there. So he says, there is no end to all his labor. Neither is his eye satisfied with his riches. So he's rich, but there's no relationship. For whom do I labor? Breathe my soul of good. This is all so vanity. Yes, it is so travail. But look at the next one. Verse 9. Two are better than one. Because they have a good reward for their labor. Man of God, I was in Nigeria and I met a, an apostle. 
he had a, a Zoom, he had a call. He prophesied about Roe versus Wade, was told me. And so Benihin's wife called him to have a prayer meeting. He said, Benihin has been watching you. Yeah, I was sitting at the table if we were talking. He was telling me the men of God he has met. He was showing me different men of God. I said, he has, he's, he's, Sidroth has interviewed him before. Sidroth, yeah. Relationships. In other words, there are some people when you meet them once, what you would have done alone for 70 years, that connection will say, this guy carries something. If I didn't stand on Pastor Isaiah's pulpit to preach at a diary of the worshiper, I don't think half of you know me. No, so wisdom will tell me that relationship is God's method. I used to be a hermit, chief one. But God told me, he said, boy, the best you can do is make sure anyone I give you is for me. The moment you hear they are for me, even if they live your life, don't leave theirs. Hunt them down. Be like a Jonathan. David is more beneficial to me than I am to him. Because if Jonathan dies, David will still be king. But if, not, if David dies, Jonathan will be useless. That's why when he left David, he died. If he had stayed with David, he would be alive. You should know relationships. Don't people, don't try. The day they live your life, I said the day David stopped playing, you see, David was playing half for Saul. Then he tried to kill him. David stopped playing it. Then the evil spirit came. The Bible says, you see, so without certain people, some demons will harass your life. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Relationship is key for where you are going. What God wants to do in your life, relationship is key. Don't joke with relationships. Don't abuse it. Don't treat it lightly. And don't let the devil deceive you to handle it anyhow. Somebody's mouth, somebody's mouth is your next access to another place. And God has a very interesting poetic justice. The person you were mean to, one day you will meet her uncle as the CEO of the company. And there's nothing you can do about it. You now you know that you have lost the job. Because what you did to this person. There's, yes, it's true. I don't lie to you. I was ministering in Nigeria and I ministered to a lady. I called her out, Papa, Papa, minister to her. When I finished and I was done, they, they told me that apparently her mother is one of the national, one of the top national cardiologists in Nigeria. And that small girl, she has built two hospitals in Nigeria and she's managing it herself. She's less than 30 years. She has built two hospitals. And a, a, a guy was by her side. Apparently her father was formerly minister of finance and mother was also in parliament. And they were there. So it's just a relationship away. Relationship away. It's just a relationship away. If I didn't meet Pastor Isaiah, I'll meet Jometo. If I didn't meet Jometo, do you know I'll never be preaching and Natalia will be watching my face? And it is pride to say God would have found his way. Then you don't know God. You are very silly. It's true. If you know how God works, God will use a man to put you there. It is God won't come from heaven and come and lift you up and say, go and stand there. It's a lie. He will connect. Even Moses needed Aaron to stand before Pharaoh. Yeah. What are you talking about? Be smart, oh. Be smart. Don't joke with relationship at all and, and bite hands that have fed you once. That kind of spirit, God sees say, you. I can't give you correct people. You will destroy them. You, because you see, if pastor has a good heart and he's helping people, then I bite his hand. It will hurt him. So the next person God wants to help using pastor. My action has made pastor redrawn. So in order for God to protect pastor's heart to help other people, he will not give me the chance to connect to him so I'll bite his hand. 
That's what God does. So there are good people in parliament, good people in the presidency. They want, God wants to use them to help you. But you have learned to bite people's hands. God said, those ones, I will never connect you to them. It's a small practice. Be faithful. Because Joseph was faithful to Potiphar in his house. God gave him Pharaoh's house. Do you know in spite of Joseph's anointing, all the capacity he carried, his closeness to God, somebody had to mention to Pharaoh, I know somebody who can help you. You'll be biting hands. God is funny. He will set you up and the person you hurt will be the one who will be the one to give the word. And now here you are. You should know that's the end. You are. So that's why sometimes the poor people, eh, it's not that they are poor because they can't be rich. It's wickedness that has kept you there. As if I have a certain golf course I pray, I pray at. I will go there. Yeah. So I go and pray at the golf course. One day I went there, I was praying. And the golf girl, they will come to that hole. So when they, I saw, I know it's a big, they're big man. You know, they play golf in the Friday afternoon. CEOs, big stomach. The man was working. And I can see he's a rich man. Because he had two caddies, the guy. And they were teaching him how to play the golf. And he was just coming, the guy. When he saw me, he said, hello, young man. He doesn't know me. And the Holy Ghost told me that, let me tell you the anointing of prosperity. It is politeness and courtesy. He said, you see, he has money. He's playing golf. He can decide to be snobbish. But because of money, he's, because he knows you never know when you need even that boy. Rich people, they are very courteous. Because they have money and they understand the power of relationship and networking. It is your poverty that has made you pride. Ah, now I don't know which I'm your name here. I, I'm not obliged. You are poor. That's your poverty. Rich people know relationships is money. Do you know there are some contracts? It will be signed not because of the amount on it, because who you know. That who you know thing in, deep, in monetary terms and what we are talking, revenue terms, is called relationship. Whom you know is called relationship. If you have no relationship, some contracts will never be signed. Even heaven is whom you know. Do you know Jesus? If you don't know Jesus, you're not entering heaven. Even heaven is whom you know. If you don't, I'm telling you. So stop saying whom you know is not in heaven. It is in heaven. If you don't know Jesus, you are going to hell. Whom you know. Whom you know. Do you know Jesus? Mm. Treat people well. Relationship. It is, it is value. There's nothing like the blessing of men. And I keep telling people, if you are in trouble and you can't have men to gather to bail you out, then you are not yet rich. Because go and check all the rich men. When they go into financial crisis, their friends come together and put some one million, two million. I get two million for there. I get one million for there. Pa, 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 pa. They lift you out of the trouble. That's, that's the strength of Bill Gates, Facebook, all this. They are friends who are billionaires. So when I'm in trouble, you bring your money and it helps me to kick up and I'm gone. You don't have friends like that. Thousand Ghana. What? Nobody. What the kata? What they got thousand? They are bad children. You are poor. You are poor. You you lack men. You are poor. You are poor in men. God should bless you with quality men, and it comes by practice. Treat people well. God will trust you with quality men. When I was preaching, you know, I did this recording for T Y Bello. She said her husband watched it. He said, "Man of God, my husband has watched all your tapes." T Y Bello, I don't have a number on my phone. See, my husband has watched all your messages. He says he's tracking you online. If you don't understand relationship, and somebody linked me to a house, when I went against, oh, prophet, you know, 
we have to go to this place. That's Pastor Isi. God bless him. Every time, let's go here. Let's meet this person. Let's do this. It's true I met Pastor Chento, Pastor Delvan. I knew this book online, but God used her to meet these people. Relationship. Otherwise, the day you meet them, they will never. That's how I met Dunsin. Chintok was the one who said, Oh, Dunsin, this is my brother. That's how I met Victoria Rinze. Victoria Rinze like this. She doesn't roll with people like that. But he said, Because of Chris Delvan and Chintok, that's why she even gave me her personal number. Relationship. Same man of God hosted him. Okay. Yeah. It's because of relationship. So I said, Please, you need to come. So when he said, Reverend Stu, the one called him, he said, ah, Am I the one called Reverend Stu to call him? and said, Me. That power, sir. And I'm calling reverence. You should give me pressure. I, I didn't do that. God was working. <laughs> it's not me. Relationship. And relationship is not to be exploited. If I didn't say the things I said, you don't even know I know these people. Because you, when you get one, ah, the Lord blessing of the Lord. Don't say, oh, you king. Oh, the quack, quack, quack. And you have not celebrated Pastor Isaiah. Shame on you. Shame on you. You are an opportunist. You are looking for a big name to celebrate. But the one that God used to connect you there. Never celebrated. I'm, oh, yes, I have to break his ground. Hmm? I'm celebrating Pastor Isaiah, so now I'm celebrating a man for. Anyway, if it wasn't for him. When I got the first day I finished preaching in Nigeria, every dollar they gave me, I brought to my father. He said to me, Stuma, I said, Daddy, if you didn't teach me, the way they were impressed, it won't happen. I would have been fooling. And yes, somebody taught me. So I said, Sir, connect. When I go, I said, My father taught me. This is what I asked him when I was with them. I said, my pastor taught me this. Don't reference anybody because you are Elisha, the Tishbite. You are Pierre. And that's here the word of the Lord. You are, you are from the earth. You are Nakan. You came from the soil. Continue. <laughs> relationship. It's money. You need relationship. That's what Lot did. It took relationship for Lot to be delivered from Sodom. They arrested Lot and they put him as a slave. It was the same Abraham with the same servants Lot's men had fought. Can you imagine the irony? Genesis 13. Abraham's men are fighting Lot's men. But Genesis 14. Lot's servants together with Lot are captured. And the same men you have fought would be the ones to come and deliver you. Be careful how you deal with people. Oh God, imagine you see, the men of Abraham. 318. Versus the men of Lot. They fought. Then they've caught all of you. Then the same people you fought are the ones delivering you from prison. How does it feel? It's not our fault. When our mothers were feeding us breast milk, that's how you bite your mother's nipple. Oh, my mommy, I. Oh, come on, God. Come on, God. I say, the Lord deliver you from that spirit of Ghanaian, Ghanaian biting nipples. <laughs> If your mother doesn't have the Holy Ghost, that's how she'll knock her. Hey! <laughs> the next one is property. 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 Don't burn bridges. Stop burning bridges. You will need it one day. If you cross, something might happen. You have to cross back. If you've burnt it, you'll learn how to swim. You'll find a way you'll cross the river. The next one is property. Last but one. Property. Property is asset, not liability. Car should be your last choice of property. Car. It is sucking fuel per day, engine oil per hour. It's going. So by the time you are getting property such as a car, you should have a certain liquidable asset base. What I mean by that is that you should have money that is moving easily. 
such that 300 or 500 can handle those fuel and oil issues without making it like they are pulling hair from your nose. Otherwise, who will get a car? Someone send it and say, bruh, many 50 Ghana to work at Yeah, because the way it's going is taking a lot of money from you. Property, house, property, land. Every property that appreciates with time is what we call liquidable property. Property that gives you money. And I told you last week that you are not making money if you are receiving salary. Can I repeat it? Why? You are giving them your time. You are just exchanging time for cash. You are only making money when you sleep and something is working to produce extra cash for you. That is when you start making money. Anytime you can sit down and not go anywhere, money is increasing for you. That is how you make money. Every other thing, you have not started making money. Put that at the back of your head. It will give you an impetus to save, an impetus to invest. Because everything you are doing, can I tell you why? If you are paying, they pay you salary 5,000 Ghana, you take Uber, you buy food. Everything connected to the salary they paid you, you use the same money to service that movement. So at the end of the month, the money you received is not the money on you. Because you use it to service why you come to work. It's the same money you are using to eat, to buy clothes, to buy fuel. So you are not making money. You are just exchanging time for money to service you further to keep exchanging your time for money. So you only make money when you are not putting any input of energy into it, but it's appreciating. So if I buy land in Tebulemi and it is 2000 I bought it, then I leave it for five years. Now they are selling the land for 40000 I have made 38000 that is land. Land in any area of the world is money. I repeat, land. Sakumono was once a bush in 1990, early 2000. Sakumono. That's why they call it Sakumono village. It was a bush. Nobody wanted to stay there. Just early 2000, late 90s, it was bush. It has changed. Kaswa was far. By entering the desert. Now, Kaswa has a highway. Developments has come there. So, land, whether it is in Tamale, Tamale, I told them in 2012 that they're going to discover gold in the Black Nile, in the Black uh, Water, and they discovered gold. Now, Tamale land left 200 Ghana to 2,000, 10,000, 8,000 Tamale. Land is appreciable. Genesis 13, and, and Abraham came out of Egypt with gold, verse, verse, verse 2. Silver, cattle, sheep, these are appreciated. Why? Sheep and goats are more valuable than cars. Sheep and goats are more valuable than cars because sheep and goats, they provide meat, they provide milk, they provide extra cattle. Cars don't provide, they take from you. You get a contract, the first thing you're thinking about is car. Poverty. It's a poverty mentality. But some people buy car because of the kind of contract they're going for. Because there are some contracts, if you don't drive certain things, you'll never get it. You have to prove them that you can handle that money. So you have to have understanding as to why you do it. That's what he says. It's not a joke. Me, he say, I'm believing God for a V8. Not because of show, because of where I go to. Because this kind of cars we are using, 
Men of God. Some of you call us. Men of God, I'm not feeling fine. And when you remember your road, you're like, mm, can you take paracetamol? Uh, let me, if you have communion there, let me pray over it right now. Because with my cow come there, it won't work. You too, when you say, no, that but daddy bless you. We cry, we feel bad because you are hot. So it's better we pray over line to save all of us. Because how am I come to pray for you? To take me two hours to get to your house. And by the time I get there, I'm so frustrated with how your potholes has spoiled my shocks. Kneel down. Father, forgive him his sins. For calling me here, my shocks haven't fought. When somebody removes somebody, you say, your sins be forgiven. See, they open somebody to Jesus said, thy sins be forgiven thee. Before Jesus saw their faith. So they forgive them their sins for spoiling someone's house. So we forgive you for your sins for, 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 for problem. Yes, we spoil the shocks. The same you. After that, when we are done and we are driving, we are doing, we are doing U10. You hear, kaka. So if you see a pastor believing for a V8, it is it's functional. It's not luxury. If you know the kind of things we go through, today when I was preparing my notes, that's why I delayed. I was vibrating, sir. The, 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 the notepad was moving. I said, ah, is it the pad where's my eyes? It's like, no, yes, like everything was like I can feel my heart. When my heart beats, my eyes shake. Yes, the stress. And you come and sit in a car, then when you're driving, quick, 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 The sound of the car will disgrace. It will, it will take all the oil. Property. May the Lord, no, you need property. I'm believing God in a day. You see, there's coming a, let me speak this as a prophet. There's coming a housing crash in Ghana. Hear this word. If you're a real estate agent, God should increase your faith. There's coming a housing crash. Dominion, we are going to buy a warehouse on top. No, there must, you must, you must stretch your faith in the information you are getting. And that's what you used to pray in wage warfare. There's coming a housing crash, Laboni. Cantonments, all those estates there, they'll be empty. Nobody will be able to sell it. Then you go over your mouth price and they'll give it to you. And we should believe God that, listen, we have come to a place all the pastors will be staying together. Yeah. Oh, it's in my spirit. Dr. George is here, this is here, this is here. We are in the same estate. That's the one where you close the gates. The watchman. You see, the estate is, we call it Christian village. Proper. Now at 5 a.m., Zandodobo, Skatinimi, Razindedebe, Pa. Is the siren of the estate. It's like sleeping. That's the estate that if you come try and be a Muslim, you will see. No, yeah, you can lose somebody alias and come and buy. You lie. Every Sunday night is bonfire. It's prayer by the fireside. Yeah, so that the children have their own playground. We are moving around. We know each other. And now we are secure. We will say, your children can marry pastors, daughters, and this is what are They are all around. You understand? We grew up together, so it's easy to understand each other. Amen. Also, I thought it was magic till I, I watched a documentary on Hillsong. Apparently, that's how they live. So when they are going for concerts, the women stay, and all the women move to one house, and all the children come and stay with the three women. So if it's, if it's 20 husbands that travel, they share their apartments, three, 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 and all their children are together. So three women are doing daycare together, so they run shift. Why won't your children hear God? And why will your wife feel lonely when other wives too are in the same state? 
So they'd rather be saying, let's pray for husbands. Let's leave my wife alone and she's just thinking, why has he left me? Why is he not minding me? Yeah. And some, some of the trips, you can't do call all the time. Because sometimes in your mind, you have call. You'll be holding a phone like this. And it didn't go through. So in your mind, we spoke last night. I woke up, Jesus, Jesus, I didn't call. <laughs> yeah, your wife is staying with them. You don't have that pressure. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you, are you here together? Property. God should give you hearts to get property. Go for it. Should lead you. It's, look, if you have some money there, don't leave it in bank. Go and invest in property. That's your safest bet. Property. Eh? Proper what? Property. Lands. Gold. Investments. It's part of property. Bonds. They are all part of property. They are all part of property. If you look at 1 Kings chapter 4, 22 down to 28, it speaks about Solomon's wealth. He had 40,000 chariots. Horsemen. He had this. If I you read this, his daily stipend was a dangerous one. What they gave Solomon daily for his allowance? You ran away. Solomon. Oh, no wonder he said this in the Christian. Who can eat more than I? With the deep. The last one is money. Cash. The reason money fails in many Christians' hands is because when they get it, they don't know that there are six levels before what they are holding. So if I'm holding money and I have not acquired wisdom, money is in trouble. If I don't have vision, money is in trouble. Because money without vision becomes an idol. It will direct me. If I don't have information, money is in trouble. If there's no good name. So in other words, if I have not acquired the first six, the moment money hits my hand, there's trouble. Why? Money or cash is currency. It flows only in accordance to what we call value. So if you want to increase your cash flow, increase your value. 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 Your value is what determines how much money comes to you. Steven Spielberg, an American movie director, makes over $627 per minute. Per minute. Now multiply $627 times 5,600 5, minutes. That's a year. In one year, multiply it. Someone should do the math for me. 627 times 525,600. What do we get? 627 times 525,600. What do you get? 5,225, eh, sorry, 5,256,000. No, my right. 525,600 minutes makes a year. So 525,600 times 627 is what? Three what? So it means Steven Spielberg makes 329 or 330 million dollars a year. Yes. Bill Gates is worth 4 billion dollars. His annual earnings is 4 billion dollars. If you measure his minute, it's over 7,000 dollars. Can I tell you something? What is the value of your minute? If you value your minute, some people will not have it. 
I learned that lesson when I was doing national service. God said something to me. Adam, you can be here and receive 138 Ghana City 12 pesos every month. Divided by the number of hours you work, 40 hours a week. I realized they were shortchanging me. Who works 40 hours a week times four? That's 160 hours. 138 divided once is even a fraction. No, do it. 138 Ghana divided by 160 hours. It's not going to. It's because the 138 is smaller than the 160 hours. It's not even one CD to one hour. Hour, not a minute, hour. Then I advise myself. The difference is value. There's a pulpit you can stand on. I'm speaking as a. That's my business. So you can also do your mass. There's a pulpit you can stand on. I said that's my. I'm not saying that. I used to collect money. I'm saying that. And that's that's where I'm called to. That's my assignment. Uh-huh. So there's a puppet you can stand on, based on your value. There's a way they estimate you. Of course, let's forget the people who are not Holy Spiritful. Let's see the ones who are Holy Spiritful. Your valuation determines what they bless you with. And indeed, when I was a young minister, there was what they were giving me. Now I'm grown. They give me differently. Why value? It's not that what you are saying will not be heard by somebody powerful. But you have not gone through processes, wisdom, knowledge, in good name. You have not attained those things. So there is a certain thing they do with you. One of my mentors, Prophet Nanasa Akwadiye, said, uh, one of his people, Pastor Martin, was telling us that before they come to a place, they come and investigate. Sometimes the fathers call them, do you know this person? What's his story? Because they are at a certain level where a bad name will destroy their ministry. So they investigate before they show up. So if you have a bad name and bad reputation that you are sleeping with the women in your church, no matter how it is, you are not going to connect it to some people. How names are. So I'm trying to tell you that your value, go home today. If you are earning 30,000 a year, divide it by your man hours and your minutes and see how much you have valued your minutes. Then you begin to realize that the only way to increase your worth is to increase your minute value. Minute value increment is this. If at every passing minute you are sleeping, eating, or drinking, you are depreciating in value. What it means is that in the next 10 years, when you meet the same colleagues you finished school with, they were doing masters, PhD, increasing in learning, your same mates you were in the same church with, they were doing dry fast, they were praying seven hours, they were listening to the messages of your father, they were listening to the same messages we all listen in church. But they re-listen. The whole week they listen to what pastor preach on Sunday. By the month's time, they have increased in value than you who hear it just when you hear it. So incremental valuation. There are messages my father taught 10, 20 years ago. I still listen to it. One day he called me and said, Ah, prof, what message earlier? So you preached that message 14 years ago. He said, Ah, 14 years. I said, Yes, daddy, I have to go back. I'm starting afresh. He said, Hey, I said, Yes, I'm filling the notes. There are things you said 10 years ago. I think if I listen now, I hear it differently. So I'm reading, I'm listening again. Value. It's not magic. It's how you increase your value. So when pastor says, listen to the message, you are supposed to be smart. In dominion, if dominion has not started a daily bread or devotional, Sunday's message is a devotional. 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes Monday, 10 minutes Tuesday. If you are listening to somebody like me and it's three hours, try your best. 20, 20, 20. <laughs> increase the minutes. That's how you can meditate. Because if you don't stay on the course, you'll never have a course. 
I love Joshua Selman. I love Apostle Arome. I love all the men of God in the body of Christ. I love Alpha Hour. I know some of them. We talk, we chat. But let me tell you something. God has a path in the spirit for you. That Christianity that looks like you never like what is in front of you. want something else. It will take you nowhere. It, I'm telling you, it will take you nowhere. Because God in his wisdom knows why he didn't connect you to those people. He connected you to the people he has connected you to. This is where you drink. Drink well. And in the spirit, if you drink well, he can now cause you to drink from others. But if you've not finished drinking here, the same attitude will go there. Once after a while, you are tired of Joseph Selman. Some of you started listening to Joseph Selman two years, three years ago. Now you don't listen to him. Because you are used to him. Now you like Arome. Mm, you are getting used to So you are looking for the new one. Who is saying something wild? Ah, the young one, Apostle Edu. Go and listen to Ah, that guy likes fire. He is fire. When I listen to him, I pray. Hey, you left Benihin. Came to Pastor Christo Yakilome. <laughs> From Yakilome, you went to Oyedepo. You have not been satisfied since. You don't realize it's a dangerous pattern that is wasting your good years. Wisdom will tell you. There's one father. There's one source. There's one intelligence. Stay the course and increase value. Because you are made in following. And your following is how you make your hours and your seconds count. The way some of you are acting, even if Jesus was here, you'd be bored with him. Jesus would be preaching saying, Every day, love your neighbor. She says, Every day, love, 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 love. You say, Eh? How do I know that? How can you be Jesus? Thomas didn't believe in your ministry. That tells you they got used to the man. How can Peter rebuke him and say, He took, look, it's not Jesus went to stand somewhere and Peter followed. He took Jesus aside. That tells you familiarity. So Jesus was talking, he said, excuse me, come. You cannot. Rabbi, your rabbi. He took Jesus aside and rebuked him. That's for Judas, dear. What you have to do, do now? <laughs> ah, if you saw my patrol cry, why am patrol? So it tells me now, if Jesus was here, we would do no different. That's what Jesus told me one day. He said, Adam, the men in front of you and you that have sent to people, how they are treating you is how they will treat me. There's no magic behind it. Because what it means is this. God told me, he said, Jesus is in this man and he's talking to you as Jesus. You only respect God because you don't see him. But when Jesus takes on flesh, he will look like Pastor Isaiah. And it's the same thing you it's a nature in man. Spirituality will kill it. Carnality will enhance it. If you want to, ah, vacuum. If you see a man climbing the stairs, go and listen to what he did. Joshua Selman said he came to Ghana to do fastings. He was listening to Bishop Dag and Akazo. When I hear certain things, I'm scared. We have such books here and we don't read. We are too used to them. Papa George had a vision, sir. He said me and him were in class. And Bishop, that was our lecture. And he was wild that we have not read his books. So we have to read his books. So we have gone to buy Macane. I bought one for I bought one for myself. 60 books. In B Media no means that's it. Say, Father, have mercy before the lashes come. Yeah. So in the spirit, eh, it's a serious matter. Don't joke. Your valuation is just a, a something small that's causing some things not to work. When I used to go to Nigeria, there's a certain seed they used to give me. 
I confess. I said, Lord, from today I break out. That's the I confess. When I went recently, that's when that. So I've been confess, confessing for a whole year. It is when I went recently that that seed I declared I will receive came to me as an offering. You value Then God said to me, says, your confession collided with your preparation and your value in the spirit. So now you deserve this kind of offering. Why is that you when someone wants to bless your life? It's 50 Ghana. 100 Ghana airtime. Nobody has ever thought that mm, the Lord laid on my heart. You have been fascinated and uh, has, 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 I don't know. Hallucinating, my brain. <laughs> my brain, my brain. Hallucinating. So the way you, you, you are just hallucinating. So you are believing for 5,000. It will never show up because you, there's no value that can attract it. But when you build it, people will give you 5,000 easily without thinking twice. It will come constantly because value has gone up. Tonight, I tell you something. That's how you treat cash. If you want to increase your cash flow, increase your value flow. How much value have you added to your life? Sleeping, laziness, crying, depression. It degrades and reduces your value. Increase your value by studying, by praying, by fasting, by communing with wise men so that the value of God will increase your spirit. And today you will see something happening. Mighty people enter a business and say, I want to pass life. People will say, what do you need in your company? I want to help you with it. Because your value has gone high. Your value has gone high. Tell me the truth. When last did you receive a very powerful breakthrough? Was it at the time you were being lazy? Who was being lazy and some strange miracle happened for them? Who was being lazy and all of a sudden their business started doing well? No. When you were adding value, you were doing adverts, you were praying, you were excited about your business, you do well, you work. Those were the times the testimonies came. This is why I said wisdom. Wisdom will tell you anything you did that makes a thing work. Repeat. So folly is this. You did it once. It worked. Then you went into relax mode. Then the next thing is complain mode. Nothing is working. And you don't remember that you are the same person who stood up, started sweeping, started arranging with excitement, putting out businesses out there, happy, confessing, praying. One day you decided that today I'm fasting for my business. Father, I open the doors. Father, do something in this business. Do something mighty. And as you started doing, how did your business start? You fasted and prayed. God gave you vision. How your business continue? Keep fasting and praying for it. So God will expand the vision. Simple. I told some of you, I said, if I start a business, it's like that. My marriage, I fast about it. Anything that will be worthwhile in the natural must first break out in the spirit. So if I fasted and prayed to get my marriage, I need to be fasting and praying to increase it to have happiness. They don't do it once and relax. Mm-mm. It came from the spirit. I have to maintain spiritual practices, not earthly practices, to keep it. So today I tell you, that favor that brought miracle money, miracle investor, go back to that posture, that opened the door. Somebody said, give me your CV. And out of the blue, it started. Because he said, the slothful man will not roast what he has handed. So in the spirit, some of you are being slothful. Somebody said, can I have your CV? Send to me. I'm like, hey, what a miracle. Is it me? This person said, you want CV? And you went to sleep. Slothfulness. You have hunted, but you have not roasted. After they call for your CV, 
Don't sleep. Need that again. Intercata. Father, since he brought himself, I didn't ask for the CV. Your favor made him ask for my number. In the name of Jesus, whatever I am due, Lord, I double it. Lord, I double it. You will see something. You will say, I don't know. I don't usually do this, but because of you, and you will just laugh. SSE, I finished. BC, I finished. I chose a fast film. Ghana National, Apam Secondary. Those were the days you choose and you write it. They go to infantry school. They can't find my card. Ghana National, you who card me? Infantry, apam, you who card me? Hey, where am I going to school? Two weeks to people getting their prospectus. Some have started getting prospectus. Mine is not in. They go to infantry. They say they can't find it. They can't find my card anyway. I said, "Mommy, God said this infantry." They say, hey, "But how we do it?" I said, "I know what to do." One Sunday, I say, all of you go to church. I'm going to pray. As a teenager, sir, I went into my room. I lay with only boxer shorts. And I opened David's story. When David's wife was in labor, and he began to pray for mercy, I said, Lord, remember me. You told me to go to infancement. Do something about this. I prayed. And God saw it because I didn't pray for long. I prayed for morning when they went to church till 3 p.m. No, it's not long. Oh. At that age, GSS graduate. That's what I did. I was, be- I was face flat for that time. Everybody's going to church. I was on my face. Up till they came. Till 3 p.m. And I stood up. I said, Mommy, just as David sets his face, I set my face. God will do something. Monday morning, they called her. She come to keep close. She got there. My name was on the protocol list. And everybody on protocol list, if you understand those days, protocol list, you don't get science. You get arts. Because they assume you didn't do well, so they put you on protocol list. But everybody got arts. Only me, I got science. And they said, ah, the headmaster was about to change it. He said, the, 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 the assistant headmaster, academics, was about to change it. And he said, no, don't change it. He must have been praying. That was it. If the Lord said it is coming that way, don't sleep. Need that again. Because in the day of adversity, strength is not guarded. It is weighed. So the way your business is not doing well, you are frustrated. It means when it was doing well, you did nothing about your strength. Today, I've shown you the seven levels of business, of, of wealth. Some of you are looking for cash and there's no wisdom. There's no good name. There's no integrity, credibility about the way you do business. No vision. You are just, all you are doing is selling and getting money. There's no vision. No wonder your business won't thrive. As you pray today, tell the Lord, restructure my life. If you are not also doing business, the Lord should lead you and show you something. The fool spends all he has. Go and get right, right knowledge about investment. The Christian, the Christian must not spend all he has. He must save some for the rainy day. It's the simple story of Joseph. Seven years of plenty, seven years of farming. That is the cycle of life. A time to sow, a time to reap. There's a time for farming and there's a time for plenty. What you do in your days of farming and, and plenty will determine how your farming days will look like. But you must invest in such a way that your investment seeds through the times of farming. Israel joined Joseph 
in Egypt. There was enough grain for the world. And you know how they did it. They spent and ate what they needed and saved what was required for seven, for seven years. That means that when we say investment, God is first. So when you get your money, God's tight, separate. The next thing you do is God's offering. I'll show you something my father showed me. We start preparing our offering for Monday. What that means is that I have a fixed amount I I give God. Every money I get, I take a percentage for offering. You don't prepare your offering. That's why you're not getting the blessing of your offerings. You wait till Sunday morning, you're going to check, ah, 20 Ghana, but no, you prepare it. If you put your heart in that posture, you see, in the realm of economics, value and supply is made available when demand comes. So if I want to get offering, every day there's an envelope. When somebody blesses me with 200 cities, my tithe is 20. Lord, what percentage of this 200 is an offering? Give me 10. Put it out. It means what I've done, I've activated a principle in the spirit. Tuesday, somebody will bring me another envelope. I take tight out, I take offering. So by Sunday, if I usually give 20, because I take percentages out, God will consistently give me money Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. By Sunday, when I'm coming to church, my usual 20 has become 60. Because I've been taking 10, 10, 10%. Or 5, 5%. My tight is 10%. My offering is 5%. And it's a good practice. A time will come, your offering will be $200 every service. I practiced this for a long time. My offering is past $200 per service. When I go to church on Sunday, in Ephesus, my offering is more than $200. It's not magic, it's practice. Consistency is the birthing of power. You declare it, you live it. You declare it, you end no matter in the world. It's not magic. You declare it, you live it. You declare it, you live it. And as you receive strength, you practice it from today. With all humility, I can say this. If nobody blesses him with a single dime, God will send ravens. I know what I'm talking about. I've seen it before. It comes from the most unlikeliest. Because God said, you and I have a covenant. So after doing that principle, now you tell God, that 200 is your money. Lord, how much do I save? And the Lord will say, you know that shoe you wanted to buy? I want to give it to you. So don't buy it. Someone went to put my car on sale for me because I want to change it. And I was, I was not okay in my spirit. So I sat in the plane to Nigeria. Holy Ghost said to me, said, use that car till the end of the year. I have something coming. I said, Lord, what do you mean? He says, if you sell it, you have to top up. You will not find that money. He said, don't sell it. Use it like that. I know what I'm doing. That's it. That's how you live this life. You don't have to change it. You have to what? Before you had it, you have to in it. It's like trouble. You were fine. Now you are bringing all sorts of stress on your life. Flow. Flow and enjoy it. So when I get the money, I say, Lord, which one is yours? Which one do I put in bank? Which one do I say? I say, this one, don't touch it. Put it down. Somebody will call. Go and pay it. Somebody will call for rent. Go and pay. Somebody. I was in Nigeria. 
He was with me. They signed me a check of 500,000 naira. Say, my husband, he's like, he says, this is a check, 500,000. I said, ah. Then I said, okay, I'll change it. The Holy Ghost said to me, you see that young man you promised to help him? He said, that check is fine. Put it in his hand. Yeah, I gave it. I didn't cash the check. I said, take it. It's yours. Uh, my host made a statement that blessed my life. He said, when you see men operating at intense anointing, all didn't come by prayer. Most came by giving. A liberal spirit is an unlimited spirit. Your stinginess is your problem. You are too stingy. And the painful part of the stinginess is if you do a mass, you spend money on most carnal things than God. That's what stinginess does. It makes you values worldly things as more important than God. I was not happy to give that money. Because I gave it. Because I've really spent in the past two, two months. I've spent a lot. Yeah, so a lot of things. So I'm telling you today, but after that, the Holy Ghost said to me, you know what he told me? I have, I, I have a TB. He told me to go and open a TB before I got married. So I opened a treasury bill and I started putting money in. So by the time I was getting my, it was around 6,000 CDs. He said, don't worry, to increase. So God help me, help me, help me. And I knew I was coming to marry. So I got it, got it, got it. I went to, it got to 15,000. I said, ah, to, to reap something before I marry. So whilst it was going on, the Holy Ghost said, are you the one? So I started doing budgets. Ring, seven, this, this, this. The Holy Ghost said, are you the one paying for the wedding? Or I am the one paying for it? I said, Lord, you. He said, stop the budget. Don't go and do some because prophet says stop budgeting. I said the Holy Ghost said. The, the church likes that. You use somebody's instruction as your law. It won't work. The Holy Ghost said, me, if God tells me to do a 70-day drive fast, he said to me, don't be inspired by such nonsense. You will die. He didn't say to you that. He said to me, not you. The only inspiration is that, Lord, whatever you also want to tell me, I'm ready. Then that becomes law for you. So I didn't budget. And God was just handling everything. When I was done, that small money I had. This is, but the money accrued. Then the next year, my father and the Lord needed a car. I cleared my investment. And I said, Lord, what is this? So he even said, say, Prof, how are you? You are not working. Because I've resigned at this time. How did you get this money? I said, Daddy, don't worry. God is in, in it. And the Lord told me, he says, Adam, your investment is mine. Save towards me. So the day I need it, you have money to clear for me. So I'm not investing for me. It's for God. Because there are some things I need to give God. It's for God. That type of investment, even Satan cannot touch it by closing the bank down. Because by the time it's going to touch, it's for God. So God will come and say, the money must be moved now. Away. To be moved. And because it's God, he gave me the parameters. I didn't go and do a 12-year or a one-year investment. No. He said, do it three months. So that at every given time, in 90 days, if I need the money, you can clear it. So I've been doing TB three months, three months for the past five years. So anytime there's money available, God said, top up, thousand. Add two thousand. Thousand. So he said, why? If that two thousand lies in my normal account, they will give me 12 CDs at the end of the year. Sometimes five CDs. You know, Ecobon just sent a text. Dividend of investment current account 5.06211 82, 82. But if I put it in investment, 
2,000 can yield 100. So instead of five CDs, the investment gives me 100. So the wisdom behind the investment is that. And right now, if you check, because of inflation, the TB rates are high. This is the time to put your money there and buffer yourself. Wisdom is profitable to direct. Bishop David Oedipo said, the ministry undertook savings portfolio and we have been able to build landmark university. So your saving character and attitude is what determines certain... So there are some things God doesn't want you to pray for. He wants you to save for. Because you see, if they spend all the grain they got, the world will die of hunger. But he said, we spend some. The others, God said, in the same dream, save some. The next time I come, we'll do it in the afternoon, okay? So that we can have time. No, yes, I have a, we have a lot because I realize that there's a problem in the church. The world is using what God taught us. And we are missing out on a lot of things. The wealth transfer has come. We have to be smart. He's bringing wealth transfer. But without wealth intelligence and wealth anointing and wealth wisdom, we cannot handle the money coming. By now, you should be owner, not beggar. Have a vision while you are working. I had a vision. At my civil service interview, Adam, you are the youngest amongst us. How long do you wish to work here? I said, two years. He said, two years? I said, yes. Because in my head, I'm not retiring here. Vision. If they've bribed you and created a slavery mentality that you need salary to have money, may the Lord deliver you. Because all you're sleeping, you could have made money from it. I told you, value your minute. If your minute is not valuable, you are in trouble. Value your minute. You are behind the computer. You are on Instagram. If your Instagram is not yielding you money, reduce the hours. Go and do what will increase your money. And let's see God's hand come on. Father, I pray for your people. Bless them with the anointing of wisdom. On all sides. Increase their capacity in the spirit. Bring them to another dimension in you. I command the spirit of wisdom to fall upon your people. Angels of wealth over here. May angels of wealth and the personality of wealth move into your homes. Let them show you things that are profitable to bring you money. Ideas. May they open your eyes to the loopholes. He said set them in order. In parties that the bread can be multiplied to them. Today, I command the angels of the Lord to begin to open your eyes to loopholes. Things that are causing leakages in the spirit in your finances. I command the Lord to open your eyes. The anointing of God is going to open your eyes to see it. Just speak to him right now. We give you praise. We give you honor. Lift your two hands and just pray that in a minute or two. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lift your hands and just thank the Lord for a wonderful night. Great inside instructions, eye opening. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Now, before we leave, I want us to take an offering to honor God's servant. Is that okay? So, whatever offering you prepared, add to it. And let's lift it above our heads as we pray over them. I want us to honor God's servant. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. If you're ready, just lift it above your head. Take a very good seat. I just wanted to honor God's servant for availing himself to be such a blessing to all of us. Lift it above your head and speak a word, speak a word, speak a word, speak a word, speak a word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the life of your servant. Thank you, Father, for tonight. We adore you and we celebrate you in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, while the ushers are taking the the offerings. Once again, God bless you for being here. Uh, I see God do mighty things in our lives through this time. Can I hear a good amen? amen. Hallelujah. You know, in the academic setting, when you need to do a course, would you determine how well you do at the examination? We are not bothered what time the lecture goes. The same thing with the kingdom. Nothing great happens just like that. Amen. Praise God. And for your time here tonight, I thought your hands are lifted already. <laughs> for your time here tonight, I decree and declare that every investment made into you and every investment you have made sitting here shall speak in the name of Jesus. Every word that came Every word that came, every prophecy that came alongside, I see the Lord enlarge your understanding and I see you walking in it in the name of Jesus. I speak divine protection over everyone in the name of Jesus Christ, even as we go home. And I speak over the month as well. No evil shall befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. In the name of Jesus, I speak over every business here, every business, every business, every business here. You are receiving a fresh anointing to excel. In the name of Jesus. Amongst many you stand out. Uh, I see an anointing for leadership. Leadership. In that field that you find yourself. Father we thank you. We celebrate you Lord. Thank you for life of your servant. We ask for strength for him. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Clap your hands and celebrate the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen and amen.